0: The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by
1: Agri-Valley Services. The first piece of postseason hardware is on the line, and the road to Ford Field is one step shorter. Tonight, the michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals head east and roll into town to take on the Ubley Bearcats. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the MHSA Division 8 District Championship. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional, even as a license to prove it, please welcome Dave Hanson.
2: Uh, thank you, Clark. It's always good to be back here in Ubley, and... Uh I, I can't believe this weather but I'm sure loving it and uh, I think uh, we're going for a good one tonight.
1: Last week 32 teams began their journey to a state championship in Division 8. Now just seven days later the playoff field has been cut in half and by the end of the night tonight the playoff field will be pared down to just eight teams across the entire state of Michigan. I know we
2: say this often but it's just such a great time of the year there's so many great sports going on but High school playoff football, it, goes, it comes so quick and it's gone. Just like that, and Ford Field is getting
1: really close. Michigan Lutheran Seminary survived an advance in their week one matchup with a familiar Greer Thumb East opponent, the Harbor Beach Pirates. The Cardinals defeated the Pirates by two touchdowns, and now they face off with another orange and black team, the Ubley Bearcats.
2: Yeah, and they battled with HB last week. HB just not enough firepower. that defense couldn't handle the athleticism that MLS is going to bring tonight. The Ubley Bearcats, though, I'm sure will be up for the task.
1: The Ubley Bearcats have continued to roll through their schedule with yet another dominating win over St. Novell last week, 49-6. That makes 10 out of 11 games where the Bearcats have held their opponents to one touchdown or less the third time in four years, the Bearcats now have 10 wins on the season.
2: This program has been rolling and clicking on all cylinders for a bunch of years now. This is nothing new. They have earned it. They have earned, hopefully, a chance now to showcase themselves down at Ford Field.
1: Before we kick off the district championship, we'll host our media round table discuss the rest of the playoff field, and break down the Game of the Week Michigan Lutheran Seminary at Ubley. It's all right here on your home high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's MLS and Ubley for the district championship. The W Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agger valley Services. DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Connick Radiator in air condition of Bad Ax. Rainey's Hunting Center 269 Guns. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Gear and Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation. Bayport State Bank. D&M Cabinet Shop. Hopley Motor Service. Smigelski Funeral Home. Valley Collision and McVeigh Insurance Agency. Nutri and Egg Solutions. The Michigan High School Athletic Association. Ensure Health. Better health Better life Gotcha <laughs> Internet services are provided by Anchor Valley Services On the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network Go to com For broadband internet that you can count on This game broadcasts a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated All rights are reserved Any reproduction without the express written consent of the W Adelaide W's Sports Network is Strictly Prohibited Of all the sports and of all the seasons, it seems like nothing can quite compare with the emotional power of the high school football playoffs. It doesn't matter where you go or what you're doing, the topic of playoffs is always on the top of the list. Whether you're in the grocery store, the hardware store, or even the church parking lot, everyone seems to be on the forever quest of finding that silver bowl to take their team to the state championship and bring home that ever elusive prize. In our local area, the USA Patriots have the most state championships in football with two coming in 98 and again in 2004. Lakers have won way back in 1981. Harbor Beach the same, but just a decade ago in 2012. Deckerville was able to secure an 8-player state championship also in 2012, with Peck a year later in 13. One other school, Carson-Dilaport-Sanilak, also have a state championship, also an 8-player football, for the first MHSA-sanctioned 8-player championship back in 2011. When the playoffs began just 7 days ago, we had 10 area teams from the Thumb area all vying for their chance at forever postseason glory. Lakers, Bad Axe, Cass City, in Division 7— Harbor Beach, Marlette, in Ubling Division 8. In eight-player Division 1, the larger schools, Kingston, Deckerville, and Brown City, had playoff berths, while North Huron and Peck made the postseason in Division 2. Fast forward to today, and all that remains as well. Lakers, Ubling, Deckerville, and Brown City. One person who remains regardless is my broadcast partner for the last 11 years, and that would be Dave Hanson.
2: Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, you mentioned grocery store, hardware store, and church parking lot. Well, that just just this week, the amount of times people talk to you about high school football in front of your wife, that's my guess. <laughs>
1: yes i'm guessing rochelle yes. loves that yes also with us is our director of sports information doug cole doug travels all the way from livonia michigan for us every single week and handles off our real-time stats throughout the entire broadcast doug welcome back to Ubbly for the first time this season
3: thank you clark uh, looking forward to a great game it's always nice to come up to Ubbly. uh We'll see what happens. Well, I hope your
2: write-up was great. We're glad to have you, but we gotta know where'd
3: you stop. Well, we, I stopped at Angelina's, and I had a special guest, oh. Ed Clump. Oh, fantastic! And it was uh, really good. Uh, I had a salmon and French fries, and then uh, it was it was delicious. It, I'll say it already. It was the Doug Cole Seal of Excellence. Oh my! Not
4: just approval. Excellence! Oh,
1: wow. You And not to mention you were there with the 2003 North American uh, asparagus-eating champion. Makes I'm, it so much better. I'm oh.
4: still mad at all my cousins from Ubbly that that's the first time I've ever been there. That is The place is great.
1: That's very true. It's, it's, I'm amazed you've never been to Angelina's. I consider yourself one of the best eaters in the thumb. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Accurate.
1: Our, also, our, well, that's great to know that the seal of excellence for Angelina's as well, for Doug Cole when he travels the countryside and gives the... Dying with Doug's seal of approval only when appropriate and necessary and the seal of excellence only when deemed essential. And in twenty twenty, no one was essential. Everyone was essential. But anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a whole different story there. <laughs> our eye in the sky is also the best in the business. Dan Banke, our spotter, is with us and enables us to see right into the trenches so we can relay all the action back to our listeners.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I and mean, if you uh if you ever watch any ugly games, that that's the best part of their offense is you don't know where the ball is. He wouldn't want to be a defender, but we have Dan Banke and he'll help us keep Keep the train on the tracks tonight.
1: And well, folks, our crew has grown tonight again, and it's everyone's favorite. Ed Klump has joined us for the second time this season. Ed will be roaming the sidelines to give us a pulse just steps away from the gridiron and hopefully not bothering the ugly coaching staff too much this evening. Ed, welcome back to the broadcast.
4: Thanks so much, Clark. It's been a little while since I've been back, like Cousin like cousin Eddie, Clark. <laughs> I was holding out for a management job about the time I got it. <laughs>
1: There's no management in this podcast. <laughs> just, just, just going out on there. And we don't mean to give Ed any additional fodder for his ego, but he has an assistant tonight. And uh, Kendall Anthos, our intern, will be learning the ropes tonight on Sideline Reporting. Kendall, I hate to break it to you, but we are throwing you to the Sharks tonight, and you're going to have a great time on the field tonight. I'm
2: excited for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, he, yeah, you were going to learn a lot, and if not, you were going to go home uh, very sore from laughing. I promise you that.
2: I've heard a lot of stories about Ed in the past few weeks, and uh, true. Very, very true. Ex- very true. excited <laughs> for
1: it.
4: Super professional.
1: Yes. All right. Well, it's the district championship seminary at Ubley. And your home for the entire postseason run is right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at wlwsports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable table presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listen to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLW with Carl Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, Kendall Anthes, and Ed Clump from the banks of the Cass River. It's now time for the Meteor Round Table presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View, the Aubrey Pleasant of the Media Round Table, Paul P. Adams. Our director of sports information, Doug Cole. The 2003 North American asparagus eating champion, Ed Klump. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthes. The top spotter north of Burnside, Michigan, Dan Banky. And the defending champion of the media round table, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our games predictions, and when that time comes, we'll deem a media round table winner. Well folks, we weren't sure what happened happen first. The Detroit Lions would find another win, or Paul P. Adams would grab a media round table victory is the sports center of the Heron County View with the most accurate score from last week's Lakers Banex game and trails Dave Hansen by just four games. And I'll say though, with six pickers tonight, this is the one first time in history it feels like a proper round table of uh, football experts. or the closest things we could find. I'm just happy to you get off the schneid. I I, I found my inner UC
5: uh, last week and i uh, You know, I'll tell you what, the last three minutes of that ball game were were very stressful knowing what was at stake. Uh, I I, I was hoping Lakers didn't punch one in on us, and uh, they didn't, so... uh, with six guys picking, it sure is nice to be in the last place spot.
2: This table's getting a lot bigger and a lot more round as we speak, so it's
6: well, going to be, be very challenging.
3: Oh, come on. No. Oh. Heard, Doug, heard have for any for words?
6: Accurate but hurtful.
3: Oh, uh, well, I just have to uh, run the table and uh, I'll catch Dave. That's the, that's the goal. It's that simple.
1: Okay, so how it works. Each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game at the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I Clark Ramsey will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Paul won last week, he will go last. So tonight's order is Ed Klump, Kendall Anthus, Dave Hansen, Dan Bankey, Doug Cole, and finally Paul B. Adams. Ed Klump, the tea is yours. Well, I think uh I think is gonna be pretty surprised by Ubley's
4: brand of football, especially on offense. It's one thing to see it on video, it's another thing to play against it. I
1: have Ubley 28, Seminary 13. 28-13 to 13, so a, a fairly close a two point or excuse me a two touchdown victory for the Ubley Bearcats 28-13 15 points for Ed Klump Kendall Anthos our intern from Northwood University
2: um, I agree with Ed here I definitely think that Ubley plays a different type of smash mouth football and I just don't think uh, Seminary is going to be ready for this tonight so I'm going to take Ubley 35-7 35-7
1: to 28 points according to kendall Anthes, in favor of the ugly bearcats dave hansen in game analysis I, well,
2: I like what you guys said but that sounds like my michigan lutheran seminary is going to hang in there i don't think so uh they got one player you got to stop talking with coach sweeney on the way in he said on the very first play when they run this spread offense this they're going to run him around do a lot of the option stuff whether he's got the ball or not They already got Geyser. Make sure he gets hit on every single play. And he plays linebacker. And they're going to run the ball right at him, right out of the gate. And they're going to test his toughness immediately. And we'll see what he's made of. I got Ubley, and it isn't even close. 49-13.
1: 49-13, so 36 points in favor of the Ellie Bearcats, according to Dave Hansen. Dan Banky, our spotter, he's on the way to the game right now. And he sent in his pick as usual. He said, one step closer to Ford field for the Bearcats. The Bearcats will have to play disciplined defense tonight. Last week, Harbor Beach had MLS on third and long multiple times, and MLS was able to convert on them. These are the words, of course, of Dan Banky. But Dan Banky thinks the experience of the Bearcats will be able to handle that and handle MLS easily. Dan Banky has the Bearcats winning this one. i 46, MLS 7. So 46-7, to a 39-point victory for Dan Benke and the Ugly Bearcats.
3: Doug Cole. Yeah, I agree with uh, Dan and uh, Dave. I don't think this game is going to be close, unfortunately. Um... Obviously, you want a, you want a close game and make it more entertainment. I don't think MS, MLS is going to be uh, ready for Ugly. I don't think they played a team like Ugly with their uh, defense and their high-powered offense. I got Ugly winning big, and I mean big fifty-six to eight. Fifty-six <laughs> to eight.
1: I have to go with the over. So the Ugly Bearcats by forty-eight points, according to Doug Cole, our director of sports information, and Dan. Uh, excuse me, Paul B. Adams, our, <laughs> our sports editor of the Huron <laughs> County View. The pick in T is yours.
5: Well, I wanted, I, I, I thought I actually was going to go with the over, and then Doug just blew that out of the water. So I'm going to stick to my guns. Okay, I've been saying all all year I wanted to pick a score and go with it, even if I got in the in the uh, the last spot to pick. I'm going to do that. Um, my analysis, Ubley has not scored less than six touchdowns all year. If you look at Ugly, the, the most consistent score they've had is either 41 or 42. They're going to they're gonna hit that right on the head at 42 tonight. Uh, I think MLS has, a, has a, enough firepower to put two on the board against Ugly. This Wakefield kid looks legit. My score yesterday that I text Clark was 42 to 12. I'm going to stick with it.
1: Okay, so 42 to 12, Ublee by 30 points, according to Paul P. Adams, the sports editor of the Huron County View. So the experts have spoken, all six of them. And so by default, that looks like I have Michigan Lutheran Seminary. So good luck, gentlemen. We have Ed Klump taking the low side, Ublee by 15 points, 28 to 13. Kendall Anthos taking Ublee by 28 points, 35 to 7. Paul P. Adams at 30 points, 42 to 12. Dave Hanson, Ubley 49, MLS 13, Ubley by 36 points. Dan Benke taking Ubley by 39 points, 46-7. And Doug Cole taking the over, Ubley 56, MLS 8, Ubley by 48 points. Good luck, gentlemen. And let's take a look at other area scores and games going on across the region. And we'll start out in eight-player football. A good one in Brown City. Deckerville at Brown City. The Eagles against the Green Devils. Uh, both uh, seven and w- seven and three for Deckerville. Brown City nine and one. Deckerville beat an Owen Corliss Kingston squad last week, fourteen to eight, and they have certainly grown as a team. Brown City took out Oakland Christian sixty-six to thirty-eight last week. Oakland Christian lost or beat Deckerville by just a score back in September, but this is a completely different Deckerville team.
5: This uh, Deckerville has really found its identity. Bill Brown is, is he's a Hall of Fame coach for a reason. Um, this team has gotten so much better than what it was earlier in the season. Uh, Dylan Ball has really found his ground. Uh, but I've got to see Brown City up close, and this team can score. I mean, holy cow, this team puts points on the board. And I just don't know if Brown City or if Deckerville has enough firepower to stick with Brown City. But I think this one's going to be a dandy. First one to 60 probably wins this game.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know if Deckerville has the offense, but they're going to try and slow that pace down for themselves i don't know if their defense can slow down brown city has one good thing going for them. max school like they can score and they can score in a hurry so i like brown city's upside of beating deckerville as well
1: and the winner of that will take on the winner of adrian lenaway christian the cougars against martin in martin against the clippers cougars and the clippers oh, great love great matchup there lenaway christian are the back-to-back state champs have lost twice this year though to Colin and climax scott's martin have made it to the state semis the last two years have lost to adrian lenaway christian both times
5: and martin does have a little bit of a tie to the thumb uh earlier in the season beat brown city 49 to 6. so this martin team looks legit i'm gonna go with martin to uh to on seat the uh reigning state champions
2: yeah and unfortunately for them uh for whoever wins this game brown's here deckerville they're at the mercy and heavy underdogs going into next week
1: in eight player foot or excuse me 11 player football division eight we of course have ubley hosting michigan lutheran seminary we have the all the experts saying they're all six taking Ubly. And the winner of this one will take on Fowler in Beale City. The Eagles against the Aggies in Beale City tonight. Fowler just one loss this season to Langsburg. They defeated a less than typical West Westphalia team, 20-16, back in week number five. But it's still a West Westphalia team. Beale City have lost in the finals two of the last three years. They beat Ubley in 2019, 21-20, and in last year they beat them 12-7 but Beal City struggled against Cass City just two weeks ago.
5: If we all think Ubley is going to win this game, then that means we are all Fowler fans here tonight because that means if Fowler beats Beal City, Fowler has to come here for the regional. If not, Ubley wins and Beal City wins. Ubley's going to have to go on the road. So uh, and just for the sake of uh, having a home regional game, I'm going to go with Fowler to beat Beale City.
2: Yeah, I don't think it matters. I, I think it, I think Ubley is going to be in good place if they can take care of business here next week, whether it's in Beale City or not, because you know they want Beale City oh, bad after the last couple of years, but I don't think it matters. I think Fowler is going to win this game. Beale City was not impressive in week nine against Cass City. Maybe they were disguising things or whatever, but they let a Cass City team hang in that game for way too long, and Ubley absolutely took care of business against Cass City. Let, let
5: me add, Dave, I'm, I agree with you completely. I just don't want to travel to Beale City. Oh, that's that's my only motivation there. I, know, I, know it's, it's not a, it's, I think Fowler takes care of business. I'm not anyways. coming from a place where I think Ubley's got an easier uh, win over one team or the other because I think they go to Beale City and win that game. I just don't want to go there next week.
3: No, I agree.
1: And I don't feel like Beale City's tower is extremely small as well. And I don't feel like dealing with that either. In Division Seven football, the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers are on the road tonight against the Montrose Rams. Lakers defeated Bad Axe last week, 21-14. to Without Connor McCain, though, tonight, who went down with a lower leg injury. Montrose had a four-game win streak injury tonight. Their last loss, New Lothrop, 42-13. to Montrose, they're pretty real deal here.
5: Montrose is good, and you, you mentioned it, Clark. Uh, that McCain injury hurts... Uh, Lakers on both sides of the ball, maybe more on defense. McCain was a great linebacker and he could play in the secondary, so it just affects everything the Lakers want to do. I think if, if McCain was healthy, I'd give the Lakers a really good chance in this game. Without McCain, I, I think Montrose wins this game.
2: I think this could be closer than people think. Uh, that they're big up front, and Wisner is a do it all kind of guy, but he's going to need some help. He's going to have to probably make a few passes. Sears isn't healthy, he's their speed threat. I just don't like all that's going on there with with the injuries, missing McCain is big. Uh, I'll tip my hand towards Montrose, but I think it could be close.
1: And the other side of that bracket, the winner of Lakers and Montrose will take on Paloma Westphalia or New Lothrop. Wow, I nothing mean, nothing he, nothing to worry any about given there. given year this
5: is for a state championship. I think we're all in agreement that PW is a little bit down. Uh New Lothrop's got two losses. They're both quality losses. Uh New Lothrop's one of the they're on the short list in Division 7 as favorites uh, go with uh, New Lothrop in that game.
2: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I mean, you never rule out uh, PW, but uh, New Lothrop is, is definitely more talented this year.
1: Yeah, but we well, almost Four losses is the most since the 2012 season. 19 straight playoff appearances and of course the 16, 17, 19 and 21 State champions, New Lothrop, have played PW five times, winning two and losing three, looking to avenge their loss last year to Paloma, Westphalia, 53-21. to 21. It's time for a short break. We are 32 minutes away from kicking things off in the district championship. It's Saginaw, Michigan Lutheran Seminary at Ubley for the district championship in Division 8. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. the District Championship on Sports Radio 1021 and live in live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, Dan Banky, Kendall Anthis, and Ed Klump with your call tonight in Ubbly, Michigan. In the world of high school football in the state of Michigan, it always seems that Michigan Lutheran Seminary works its way into the conversation of perennial football programs. The Cardinals of Michigan Lutheran Seminary have made the playoffs a total of 23 times dating back to their first appearance in 1979 of those 23 playoff bursts 10 of them have taken place in just the last 14 years and coincidentally those 14 years have been under the same leadership with head coach carl schmoogie
2: coach schmoogie 14 years at the helm 89 and 52 winning 63 percent of his games and that's not all he does he's the baseball coach he is also the athletic director he is heavily invested in this cardinal team uh, 1979 MLS grad, played for Lauren Dietrich back in the day, 1969 to 1994. Uh, Coach Dietrich won 144 games, only lost 83, and was the 1986 state champions. Coach Schmoogie restored this program. Storied past 1986 to 2000. They missed just playoffs just four times. And from 2001 to 2008, they only made the playoffs twice. So Coach Schmoogie took over in 2009. They've made the playoffs 10 times.
1: One of the keys to success for Seminary the last few years is their three-year starting play caller and now senior, Evan Wakefield. He's a dual-threat quarterback, and aside from passing for almost 700 yards, Wakefield also leads the team in rushing, averaging over 150 yards per game on the ground and also is the third leading tackler on defense.
2: Yeah, one-man wrecking crew, right? He is definitely... What the talks have been this week on defense for Ubley Bearcats is slowing him down. Uh, Last year, he had 170 carries, 1,500 yards, 24 touchdowns on the ground, averaging nine yards a carry. And he was 32 of 78 passing just 41%, only had two touchdowns. But that's where this kid has evolved and become really good. basically the same amount of passes just 77 passes he's completed 55 percent of them he's got double the yardage just under 700 yards and he's got five times as many passing touchdowns as he did last year he's got 10 of them on the season but it's the ground game it's the option game it's the spread the sweeps the attacking of the outside of defenses that this team likes to do
1: the seminary cardinals run their offense out of the spread formation but much like how Harbor beach runs their spread offense it's still a run first mentality As a team, the Cardinals have accumulated 2,200 yards on the ground and just 700 through the air. Quarterback Evan Wakefield has over two-thirds of all rushing yards this season for Seminary, but he's not only the only threat. For senior, Ryan Dabe and junior Carson Kohler have combined for 850 total yards.
2: Yeah, that's right. Dabe is the senior. He's going to be the, the primary tailback, 63 carries, 500-plus yards, and 11 touchdowns, averaging 8.5 yards per carry. And Kohler, the junior, the heir to that backfield next year, He's got 300 yards and eight touchdowns. He averages six and a half yards a carry. But again, a lot of read option, pitching, option play, speed type plays. Ubley will have to be very good at the linebacking core side to side tonight if they want to slow these guys down.
1: Evan Wakefield has completed just over half of his passes this season with three interceptions only in 10 games. Wakefield distributes his passes to a number of receivers with four of his fellow teammates each having over 100 receiving yards in five with at least one receiving touchdown
2: yeah a lot of them have two or more Mark Vogel uh, seven catches senior wide receiver 180 yards and a couple scores Carson Kohler out of the backfield has couple touchdowns on eight catches Ryan Day, believe it or not, is one, is one of the leading pass catchers out of the backfield, the check down back. 13 receptions, just 155 yards, but he scored four times, and I think that's important to remember. The leading touchdown receiver is the main running back out of the backfield, and you'll see a little Will Eubank out of the slot. Nine catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. From that slot position, he likes to run them quick slants catch those short you know, third and five receptions for those first, move chain mover that's what i would refer to him as keep an eye on him on third down and medium to look to move the chains
1: last week michigan lutheran seminary defeated Harbor beach 34 to 20 rushing for 358 yards in four rushing touchdowns and another 79 through the air in a score however in that game mls's defense did give up over 200 yards on the ground and 140 passing yards as well
2: yeah they were a little more efficient finishing drives in harbor beach but that's a good thing for the Ubley Bearcats listening at home. If the Harbor Beach Pirates reconfigured offense going from the spread and a senior quarterback to a true freshman quarterback go back to the T, that they were able to flip that script late in the season and go for 200 yards on the ground. We already know that Buchholz can throw the football, but knowing that you can throw for 140 yards, this defense is good but vulnerable, and the Ubley Bearcats will take advantage of that.
1: Keep it locked on. your home for high school football. Up next, we'll shift our attention to Seminary's opponent tonight, the home team, the Ubley Bearcats. It's all in your home for the postseason, the entire postseason run on sports radio. 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. It's the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. Ubley hosting Michigan Lutheran Seminary in the second week of the postseason for the district championship. Since the 21st century began, you could say that the Ubley Bearcats have been on a bit of a heater. 22 years of football and the Ubley Bearcats have made the playoff 20 total times. Just two seasons since the year 2000, 2013 and 2014 have the Bearcats not made it to the postseason for the last three seasons the origin black of the m19 valley have made it to at least the state semifinals. leading the way for the last three years has been head coach eric sweeney
2: yeah and he's done a great job third year as a head coach 31 and four winning 88 percent of the games he's coached uh replaced essentially coach bill sweeney 35 games went 25 and 10 in his first 35 games so 25 and 10 versus 31 and four and Bill Sweeney's a legend. Let's get it, you know, Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned. Just a class act. Eric Sweeney has outpaced him already early in his young career as a coach. They've done a great job uh, and has coached
1: this senior class since they were in junior high. One of the senior keys to this year's campaign isn't even a senior yet. Evan Perewski is the Bearcats' three year starting quarterback and is about to make his 35th start under center, still as just a junior. He leads the team in rushing a year ago as a sophomore and is commanding the Ubley offense with true command and efficiency still this year.
2: No question about it. It feels like he's been the quarterback, well, as long as we've been doing this. That's how long it feels like Evan Perusi's been a quarterback, but he does an excellent job. And to put it in perspective, even though he hardly hasn't done anything in the fourth quarter of any game this year, his production is up. He ran for uh, 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns last year uh 860 and 16 on the ground so pretty even there but the passing is what i'm really looking for he had 500 yards last year eight tds just 300 this year but five tds the yards per reception are up the yards per carry are up they've done more with less and that is huge because he is healthy and ready to go for a playoff run to have his number dialed as many times as coach sweeney wants
1: in life there are just a few things that are constant death taxes and ugly running their offense out of the t formation Last season, we saw the Bearcats make it all the way to the state semifinals, and Ubley rushed for 3,700 yards in 58 total touchdowns in 13 games. Fast forward a year, and Ubley has already rushed for 3,652 yards, just 48 less, in 62 scores in just 10 games. Not bad numbers. No, not bad. But, to
2: their defense, their schedule hasn't been great, but they have absolutely looked great in all of those games. They've taken advantage of it. And it starts with senior running back Mark like averaging 11 yards a carry, 900 yards, 20 touchdowns of his own. Aiden Makoviak, Seth Maurer have stepped up big time this year, replacing a couple seniors that graduated. Makoviak you'll see is that true fullback straight ahead. And you would think a guy like that, a grinder bruiser, wouldn't average 10 yards a carry but he does and so does Seth Maurer as that change of pace back between Makowiak and Maurer they've combined for another 19 touchdowns on the
1: ground through the air Ubley has proven they can pass the ball but frankly they haven't had to up to this point in the 2022 campaign the Bearcats have thrown for just under 300 yards on 14 completions five different receivers this year have brought in a catch from Peruski yeah, but the
2: number one target is Luke Vollmering, right? Just a sophomore, 5'11", 170, uh, just a tremendous athlete. If something were to happen, Peruski, Vollmering's next in line for quarterback. That's the type of athlete he is. He's caught eight of those passes. He has 150 of those yards, and he's caught four touchdowns on the year. Uh, Heilig, Mauer Oswald, and Ozentowski have all caught a catch. Uh, Mark Heilig is the only other one, though, to score a touchdown.
1: Defensively, Upley has allowed an average of just 5.6 points per game, the best of the 12 teams in the Greyhound Conference. In the last seven weeks, the ugly Bearcats have allowed just four total touchdowns, which have become mostly in the waning moments of each game with the JV squad in.
7: And it goes
2: to show how good their program is, right? Because that means, essentially, the JV team is playing varsity teams and giving up one touchdown in most of the second half that they're playing. It's absolutely unbelievable. We haven't seen this kind of territory since we were talking off-air, with the old USA four Patriots? USA yeah. Yeah, so th- this team is on an elite level right now, and hopefully uh, they can continue that path and get through this hurdle this weekend
1: we're about 15 minutes away from kicking off the district championship keep it locked on your home for high school football up next we'll do our, our direct comparison look between the ugly bearcats and the mls cardinals it's all in your home for high school football the w at W sports network Just moments away from kicking things off for the Division Eight District Championship, and you're listening to the W L W Sports Network. As the crow flies, 55 miles separate Michigan Lutheran Seminary and Ubley High School. For those making the drive to the banks of the Cass River tonight, it's about an hour and 20 minutes across M81 through Reese, Carroll, and Cass City, and then east on Atwater Road. In regards to school size, we have the sixth and ninth smallest schools in the Division Eight playoffs. Ubley is actually the larger school in the game tonight with 192 students MLS is at 175 so by going by student enrollment it's Ubley by 17 students The Ubley Bearcats and Seminary Cardinals have faced off twice before both in the first round of the playoffs In 2018 it was a close one with the Bearcats edging out MLS by 2, two points 30-28. to 28. The first meeting was in 2011 with Ubley taking that one as well by a touchdown 22-15 to Over the years Seminary has fared decently against the Reartham conference, winning 7 and losing to, uh, 8 to Ubley, Harwich, Lakers, Reese, and Vassar over the years. In regards to offensive production, both offenses are quite potent. Ubley has scored 41 points or higher on every single game this season. And... It's averaging 49.2 points per game as a result. Michigan Lutheran Seminary is posting an average of 45.3 per game, which is on track for the most productive MLS offense in school history. But when a rubber meets the road, Ubley has the slight upper edge, 49.2 to 45.3, so it's Ubley by 3.9 points. Defensively, both teams have posted impressive numbers through ten games this season. MLS has six games where they've allowed just one touchdown or less. That is certainly something to be proud of until you find out what Ubley's defense has done. The Bearcats have nine games with a touchdown or less on the season, with most of those scores coming late in the fourth quarter with the second and third strings in. Seminary is allowing 14.1 per game, Ubley at 5.6. In the last seven weeks, Ubley has allowed just four scores, so on defense it's Ubley, Eight and a half points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game. They're confident that line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and T.J. Hockison, sports and giving up all hope, Lions wagering department. So they're in all possibilities. Stats, injury, weather, and location. The spread for tonight's game sits at ugly. 20-and-a-half points. Today is the 308th day of the year, meaning there are just 47 days until 2023 rolls around. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, or perhaps you're at home looking up just how many former Detroit Tigers are playing in the World Series after being traded. Which leads me to this week's trivia question about baseball. And more specifically, baseballs. baseballs. Uh, I
2: I think I I feel like I felt better than last week, so let's do it.
1: In the major leagues, a number of baseballs are used throughout just one game with each baseball being used for an average of just seven pitches. Seven pitches per baseball. My question to you, though, Dave, is on average how many baseballs are used in just one major league baseball game?
2: Seven pitches. Let's see. At tackle number 76, Mitchell
0: Foote
1: nine innings. Let's go, I I don't know, let's go uh, 100. You're close. 96 to 120 baseballs on average. With 2,430 regular season games, that's nearly 300,000 baseballs. And that's not even taking the postseason into account. A baseball for the MLB produced by Rawlings costs $7 for baseball, with the MLB budgeting roughly $10 million per year just for baseballs. The Athletic did a bit of investigating into this and tracked the number of balls being used in a game with just 13, and they actually did a game between Cleveland and Detroit on May 20th of this year. In a game with just 13 total hits and 7 runs, the Ump's went through 115 baseballs in that game, 13 in the first inning alone. If a f- my qu- second question, Dave, though, if a football was made out of pigskin, what's a baseball made out of? Uh, then a baseball is made out of cowhide. Correct. Yes, it yeah, is. Ring the bell. The hides from Holstein cattle are preferred because of their thinner hides. Most of the hides come from Cargill's Beef Plant in Wyalusing, Pennsylvania. They prefer Holsteins from as far north as possible to account for shorter summers to reduce the amount of bug bites in their cow hides. Baseball leather is aniline tanned, or in other words, there's no finish on it. What you see and feel is finished baseball is actually cow hide and requiring it zero imperfections. The leather is then wrapped around the innards of the baseball with 120 stitches. Now we listen in to our PA announcer here, Rick Glaza and all the festivities for the plain of the National Anthem here for the District Championship in Division 8 between the Ubley Bear Bearcats and the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals.
4: The privilege of this event was made possible by those who have fought and continue to fight for the freedoms we enjoy. Let us now honor and respect their efforts and our country. Please remain standing and turn your attention to the North End Zone and our nation's flag. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your hats. veterans we encourage you to render the appropriate salute and everyone able please stand at attention placing your hand over your heart please welcome soloist Brandon Sweeney as we pay tribute
0: to our country with a performance of the star-spangled banner oh say can you see
8: by the dawn's early light what so proudly we star spray
1: Dave Hanson, watch tell us what our three keys to tonight's football game is.
2: Yeah, let's let's get right to it. Uh, attack and hit the quarterback on every play. Ugly Bearcats need to get after that quarterback, Evan Wakefield. If he gets comfortable, he can be dynamic. He can beat you through the air. He can beat you on the ground, and he is very athletic. They have to make him uncomfortable early. And if you're the ugly defense, got to keep things in front of you. Right? This team is. This MLS team has lived off big chunk plays, running plays through the air, and it's created because of their athleticism you can't let one play bother you we got to keep in front of you You can't give up that 50 60 yard touchdown keep things in front of you go get them on the next series and you'll be just fine and last but not least play at Ubley's pace. Win this game with your tough nose running game slipping a few Evan Peruski runs around the outside for those big gains when you need them, but for the most part win this game at your pace. It doesn't matter if you have 6 possessions tonight or 12, make most of all of your single one of them and the Bearcats will be
1: just fine tonight. Current conditions in Ubley, Michigan are 66 degrees with cloudy skies they're calling for a 38% chance of rain this evening winds are out of the south at 10 gusting all the way up to 15 visibility at 9 miles, bear pressure dropping at 29.89 inches. Sunset was about 40 minutes ago. We're currently in a waxing gibbous moon phase, so I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful day for football. MLS won the toss, elected to defer to the second half, so the ugly Bearcats will receive the ball and methodically march down the field until their first score. 12 minutes are on the board. Ubley in their home, black uniforms, orange number, white outline. MLS in their red pant, white uniforms with white helmet. S on either side with a red stripe down the middle, red face mask. Deep bag for the Ubley Bearcats would be number 10, Evan Bruski, as well as number 27, Mark Heilig. And the kick comes into the 6-yard line brought in by Mark Heilig. He's across the 20, cuts midfield, finds a seam, and he's across the 30, and finally upended about the 32-yard line. Tackle made by Luke Mason, wide receiver, defensive back, and a senior on special teams as well. First and 10 for the L.A. Bearcats from their own 33-yard line. Here
2: we go. This is uh, this is the time of the year we've been waiting for, and the UAB Bearcats have been waiting for this moment. They they took care of business last week. They were itching to get here tonight for this game, and Saginaw last potentially could be their toughest competition. I mean, Bearcats have put running clocks up on everybody this year, so we'll see if MLS can be the first one to stay in a ball game and keep
1: the Bearcats working for four quarters. Probably out of the T formation. Everton Prusky hands it off to Mark Heilig. He has room to run. He has the first down and drags his defender all the way out to the 43-yard line brought down by Will Eubank, outside linebacker for Seminary. Moved the chains after a 10-11-yard gain. Yeah, behind the backfield, your quarterback Prusky you're going to see Mark Heilig to the right.
2: Aiden Mikowiak in the middle and you'll see on the left side uh, Seth Mauer and that time you're going to see Peruski turn to his left he lets Mikowiak go by and around next behind him comes Mark Heilig between the left guard and the left tackle and he explodes and once he gets past
1: those D linemen there's lots of running room and a first down already for the Bearcats. Working just inside the left hash, left right across your radio. Handoff to Mark Heilig once again. He has a chunk of yards. He's all the way to midfield before he is finally stopped after a seven yard gain. Noah Reef, middle linebacker on the stop, but a flag flies from the near side judge. And this very well could be an MLS extracurricular penalty here, as it was well away from the play and after the play was long gone. So the officials discussing this one at midfield. And it's already happening, right? Like you're seeing the ugly Bearcats get low, get
2: physical, and already frustrating the MLS defenders. I think 75 is going to be your guilty party. They're going to call it a personal foul, but essentially after the whistle, he was still fighting off Aiden Makowiak, who was blocked him right out of the play and probably 50
1: pounds lighter and still pushing him off the play. A 15-yard personal foul called by Mark Emmendorfer, your man in the white cap tonight for the officials. And so they walk 15 yards off, and this puts Ubley at the MLS 35-yard line. 11:19 19 remain in the first quarter. 0-0, but M- Ubley marching down the field with ease thus far. And one of many reasons why the Ubley Bearcats are so tough to beat. They don't hurt themselves, and if you make a mistake, they take advantage of it to the max. On in the T, Evan Bruski gets the snap, and it's a burst out of the backfield to Seth Maurer. He's down to the five, touchdown, Ugly. Seth Maurer from 35 yards out finds the end zone for the first time tonight. And with 11.05 left in the first quarter, the Ubley Bearcats are on the board already. It is 6-0. Ubley on the backs of Seth Maurer into the end zone.
2: So, so far the Bearcats have run three plays. They've been the exact same three plays twice. They went around the left side to Mark Heilig, which totaled totaled 18 yards and two carries. They do the same play the opposite way. Seth Maurer between the right guard and the tackle and blows it for a huge touchdown run and an early lead for Ubley.
1: And the kick from Brett Mueller is good. It's 7-0. Ubley leading at Michigan Lutheran Seminary, just 55 seconds into the ball game. 7-0 ugly Leads. Fireball. 7-0 ugly leading the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Bearcats, and now we get checked down with Ed Klump on the sidelines.
4: The uh, ugly brand of football and how tough it is. Seminary caught a little bit by surprise. Extracurriculars after the first three plays. The, the, one of them was called. Only one of them was called. But they're getting chippy, and they're not quite used to getting hit that hard.
1: And we're just 55 seconds into the ballgame. Thank you, Ed Clump, on the sidelines the entire evening. Also, Kendall Anthes, our intern down there. Sharpest-looking crew in the radio on the sidelines there tonight, both in sport coats. Brett Mueller ready to kick things off from the ugly 40-yard line. 55 seconds, 68 yards, and just three plays. Came down with a Seth Mauer 35-yard run as Brent Mueller's kick into the wind. Strong, stiff wind here comes all the way down to about the seven yard line brought in by number 25 carson kohler he goes to the far sideline trying to find an outside edge does not quite find it but he's run out of bounds well beyond the 25 yard line and will have decent field position against the ugly bearcats first intent from their own 27 yard line
2: yeah we, we talk about it but we don't talk about it enough is the advantage that brett mueller gives to the ugly bearcats in field position battle they win every time with his kickoffs almost always being in the end zone like so he got that one down to about the seven or six yard line before they were allowed to return it, but when he starts kicking the other way, he's going to be hitting the uprights, and uh, that's that puts defenses in tough positions, and they'll have a long ways to go. A
1: decent return for MLS, but let's see if this offense lives up to the hype. Two receivers wide each way. Wakefield in the shotgun, man in motion to the near sideline, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper for Evan Wakefield. Breaks out of one tackle and is ripped down from behind at the 32-yard line after just a four-yard gain. Aiden McCoviank tracks him down. The five-foot-ten, 175-pound linebacker here for Ubley. Four yard gain, second out and six upcoming. So you're going to see a lot of Evan Wakefield
2: tonight. He's the quarterback. He's the lead running back. He throws the foot. He does everything for this team. He is the guy that Hubbley has got to key in on tonight. So you're going to see a lot of two receivers to the right two receivers to the left sets four receivers at all times a running back maybe two in the backfield somebody in motion constantly on the last play he does read option
1: with the slot receiver coming in motion and then keeps it himself for a gain of four on first down Evan Wakefield gets the snap and he's gonna be option read option to the right side pitches it out to number 21 that'll be Ryan Dabe has one man to beat and is pushed out of bounds by Mark Heilig but a fly flag flies behind the play once again Ryan Dabe gets all the way down to the ugly 46 yard line for a decent gain but this one very well could be coming back as it stands right now a 22 yard pickup on the pitch out to Ryan Dabe as the officials still discussing this one lots of options always for this Cardinal team block in the back against MLS so that's what 10 yards marked off from the spot of the foul and the spot of and the foul was quite a ways downfield they're marking it from the uh, from the mls 46 yard line so this will be short of the first down by about when all said and done that run is for four yards so instead of 42 or excuse me 20 32 it's a four yard pickup for Ryan Dabe, setting up a second down three yards to go. So that time they take one of
2: the slot receivers and put him in the backfield. Two running backs, one on each side. He runs read option with Dabe, keeps it himself late, and then pitches it to the third running back in that triple option look. And it works out for a big gain. I'll be able to be ready for that play again.
1: Two receivers to the right, one to the left, and it's a handoff to Ryan Dave. and there is ugly to beat him right at the original line of scrimmage. Candon Peruski, the other linebacker and just a junior, brings him down, and it's going to be very close to that first down marker right at the 38-yard line. No word yet from the officials. There it is. Singles move the chains, first and 10 for MLS.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty hardy spot, but you've got to give credit to MLS there. That offensive line created a huge hole. Even Wakefield had to give the ball up to his running back there, because there was nobody there, but out of nowhere... From the other side of the field is Candon Peruski, another one of these kids that played a lot last year, has completely stepped up his game to a whole nother level and a big hit, but just unable to stop him
1: before he gets the first down. Evan Wakefield in the shotgun, man behind him on either side by a step. And it's going to be quarterback keeper to the right side. Ubley's swarming to the ball. And that white jersey going to be ripped down in the backfield for a sack. They're going to say forward progress has just a yard of a loss. But Aiden Makowiak bringing him down for the loss back at the 37-yard line. Second down, 11 upcoming.
2: Yeah, there's guys all over in the backfield. Mitchell Foote and company, they hit the running back. So you see Wakefield pull it out, that read option style, pull it out. He thought he had the edge. He was wrong. Aiden Makowiak stuffs that, takes him down in the backfield and gets a little help from his
1: friends. Loss of one on the play for the Bearcats. Second down, 11. Two wide to the left, one to the right. Evan Wakefield with a running back on either side off of each hip. One step behind him, surveying the prairie. Waiting for the long snap. Second down, 11. And hands it off to his second option, that would be number 25, Carson Kohler. And he gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and not much more than that. He gets out to about the 38-yard line. Aiden McCoviak all over this field so far. They mark him down to the 38-and-a-half-yard line for a gain of two, maybe three on the play. Third down and long, third down and nine. Lots of options. Evan Wakefield is
2: showing that football to anybody and everybody in hopes to find somebody to fall for that fake. He fakes it to the first back. The second back then follows him around the left side. Lots of pull, a pulling guard. There's lots of guys to block, but no holes to run through. The Bearcats rotate to the sideline well, fill the gaps, and when the running back cuts it up the middle,
1: there is nothing there. And uh, a good stop there again by Aiden Makoviak on defense. Ubley into Spain pass. It's a screen pass over to the right side to Ryan Dabe. He brings it in, trying to find a seam, and Ubley's going to stop him even before the 45, and Ford Progress has him stopped a dime out of the 44 yard line lead the charge luke Volmering out of the secondary when all said and done it is a gain of five on the play fourth down four coming up yeah for mls
2: you, those wide receivers have to block better, and, and you're, it's a tall task asking to block all these ugly defenders, but they overload the right side. They bring a wide receiver motion from left to right, and when the quarterback gets the ball away, he turns to his right and a quick throw sideways to that receiver in motion, and he's supposed to follow those three wide receivers who are supposed to pick up blocks, but not having it. The ugly Bearcats, all all of them got off
1: their tackles, led by Vollmering to make that tackle right where it was at the 44. MLS going for it Fourth and four from their own 44. Evan Wakefield trying to go for the snap here. Almost a delay of game, and there it is. A delay of game unless there's a timeout called first. Yes, indeed. So a timeout called by MLS was 649 left in the first quarter. It's Ubly 7. MLS Zero on the W WLW Sports Network. Seminary, <laughs> MLS tried to go for the hard count. None was called there, as the disciplined ugly front. And so now they bring out the punt team. The punter for Seminary, Tyler Travis, 6'2", senior. Puns this one away, comes into the 15-yard line by Evan Baruski. He's cutting upfield, field, blocking, our come, flag comes out. Evan Baruski's out to the 45, across midfield. Breaks out another tackle, down to the 35, to the 20, the 10, and Evan Baruski returns this all the way for about 90 yards. But this one very well be, may be coming back as the flag flew right as a black jersey was pushing away, defender from behind. So this one very well being negated and Ubley will have a very long field to work with.
2: Yeah, you can see exactly who it is right there because Coach Sweeney's on the field telling <laughs> him exactly what he did wrong. The guilty party is going to be 11. Luke Vollmering with Some a block in, block in the back there, but uh, he didn't have to do it. Evan Peruski is good enough in space to make people miss. He easily uh, could have broke that one free without it. But uh, a tough break there for the Bearcats, but it's one that MLS really needed because if this goes 14 nothing this quick,
1: uh, I don't know if MLS can recover. Ed Klump, would you like to summarize what uh, Eric Sweeney said to Luke Palmering there, PG, if please. Yeah, actually, he he didn't
4: feel that it was a great call, and he really just told him keep your chin keep your chin up. It was a bad call. Get back in there and play.
1: Thank you. At Clump, six thirty left in the first quarter here. Still, it's already seven nothing. Ugly, ugly scored on their first drive. Then Forest Seminary on a out, and now six thirty remains here in the first quarter. Ubley on their second drive of offense, and they'll be starting this one from their own nine yard line. 7-0, Ubley leading Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Left right across the radio, first and 10 from the nine. Sticking to the T formation. MLS crowding the box, one deep safety, and it's gonna be a handoff right at the middle to Seth Mauer. He's out for the running. He has known it from at the 30 to the 40 to midfield, and he's forced out of bounds inside MLS territory at the 43-yard line. Pushed out of bounds, Mark Vogel saved the touchdown for MLS, but it's only a matter of time as Seth Maurer runs into MLS territory. Yeah, you get these schools
2: that have great records and good defenses and high-powered offenses, but when they come up here, it's a different style of football. It's physical, it's tough-nosed ground game, and if you can't discipline, fill the gaps, and... Just understand the three holes that Ubley's trying to attack. They are going
1: to exploit them every time. And he's gone. Mark Heilig on the carry from 43 yards out. Mark Heilig puts the Ubley Bearcats on the board for the second time tonight with 6.09 remaining in the first quarter still. It is 13-0. Ubley leading Michigan Lutheran Seminary on a very fast drive covering 91 yards in two plays. And now Brett Mueller out to attempt the extra point.
2: J- just impressive. Just I'm saying. If you, if you don't understand the gaps, the traps that Ubley is trying to do to you, they, they have run the same play so far. They haven't done anything different. It's been Heiliger one side or Maurer the other, and they've been huge gains. And if it's not broke,
1: they won't fix it. And Mueller puts it between the uprights to make this a 14-point lead with 6.09 remaining in the first quarter. Ubley 14, MLS 0. Mueller's kick comes down to the about the three-yard line brought in by Carson Kohler and he's tries to break out of a tackle and gets out to about the 35-yard line. Forced out of bounds by Evan Peruski on special teams. They're going to mark him down, actually, at the 31. So first and 10 for Michigan Lutheran Seminary, trailing halfway through the first quarter, 14-0 Doubly An even better kick there for Brett Mueller. Gets it all the way down to
2: the 3 into this win. Pretty good return, though, for MLS, getting all the way back out to the 30-yard line, maybe the 31, depending on the spots. Pretty good return. This offense looked pretty good, but... They have to find – they cannot have negative plays. You get a negative play against Dubble, you're behind the eight ball, and you're going to have to do things you do not want to do, like throw the ball and do things like that against this defense. They have to find a way
1: on early downs to get decent three, four, and five-yard gains. Split running backs behind Wakefield in the shotgun, two wide to the left, receivers one to the right, it's going to be a quarterback keeper around the left side, and he's being brought down to the backfield even before he can option that one out, as there was Seth Maurer, defensive end to bring him down for no gain in the play at the 31 still, he tried to get out of that one, and Maurer is dragging him to the ground. Yeah, and Wakefield did what he had to do, the running back wanted the pitch, but there was no
2: room there either, Caden Ozentovsky was crashing down on him, I think. Wakefield made the right decision. Just tuck it down and go down, try to get back to the line of scrimmage and we'll run another play. Excellent defense by the Bearcats, taking away all of the MLS options on that run play.
1: Five and a half to play in the first quarter. Ubley 14, MLS zero. Ubley has minute 16, has held the ball in offense, and they have two scores to show for it. Two wide to the left, two wide to the right, now tight end to the left as well. And it's a bad snap, and Wakefield's gonna have to jump on it way back at the 23-yard line. As that one hit his hands, he was looking the other way. And he jumped on at the 23-yard line for about a loss of seven on the play. And it'll bring up a third down and long. Yeah, Oswald's got to be careful there because Wakefield covered that ball up.
2: And in high school football, when you when you're down, you are down. And he came a couple steps later and jumped on the pile. The, the ref warned him. That was very fortunate because that easily could have been a penalty. But uh, again, you make mistakes against Ubley, they take advantage of it. Now it's third down and extremely long, and you can bet
1: this defense will have a ton of pressure and they'll be playing deep in the secondary. Third and 19 from the according the according to the spot. One to the right, two to the right, one to the left this time, now actually two to the left as well. They send Kohler out wide left. Wakefield, man to motion, Kohler to the far sideline, 428 and counting here in the first quarter. Back to pass, <laughs> looking downfield, pocket holds, pump fakes once, throws down to the middle of the field, and this one's overthrown for an outreach to receiver. Pass is intended for Will Eubank, slot receiver senior. Falls incomplete, and now MLS will have to punt this one away, Hold facing down. a 4th and 19 deep in their own territory. At Evan
2: Peruski in coverage there. There wasn't really any room to throw it. Uh, even if he'd have completed it, it probably would have been a little bit short, but good coverage there by the Bearcats. They had every option taken away. They had somebody deep and Evan Peruski is kind of playing that rover where just following the quarterback's eyes, trying to jump the pass, and he almost did. But, uh, and third and 19 from deep in their own territory
1: MLS will bring on the punting unit they send four gunners to the right Tyler Trapp away in the long snap he stands at the 10 yard line punt is away with wind at his back as a ball or end over end punt taking a huge MLS bounce all the way inside the 20 and rolling inside the 15 before it finally comes to rest at the 13 yard line brought in by number 44, Mark Vogel, on special teams. So the Ugly Bearcats with a long field in front of them, but that certainly has been a problem thus far in the game. They lead 14-0 over MLS, both teams with two drives of offense. Ubley with 14 points, Seminary just one, one first down to show for it.
2: Well, the first drive for MLS l- looked like they had something going. They had a couple nice plays. A penalty really hurt one of their bigger plays. But uh, you can't make mistakes against Ubley. This is the second round of the playoffs. You're going to have snaps go over your head. No good. Um, and you, they have to find a way to... St- Stop this running game. Ubley doesn't need to throw the ball. You haven't even seen their best running plays yet with Evan Peruski. They, they have to stuff the middle of this run if they have any chance of hanging in this
1: game. It's a handoff to Mark Heilig to the left gap, and he gets out across the 15, out to about the 17-yard line for a three-yard gain. Tackle made by Seminaries Timmy Foster, middle linebacker junior for the Cardinals. Second down, seven to go for the ugly Bearcats, left right across your radio.
2: And at three yards, their shortest run of the game for the Bearcats. But again, it's it's hard to get into this offense. They've they've had they've run two plays. It's the same play, just different running backs. It's Heilig from right to left, and it's Maurer from left to right. That time Heilig goes through the left side. Not much there. MLS is able to smother that one out, overload that side, and take it away.
1: Out of the T formation, Evan Brusky with a quick gain. and It's a handoff to number 23. He's out for the running. That's Aiden Makowiak across midfield. Dips and dives and is going to be tracked down at the Seminary 47-yard line. Dracked down by Will Eubank as Aiden Makowiak getting into the action now. And pushes ugly flips the field all the way into MLS territory first and 10.
2: And you can see MLS trying to take away Maurer, trying to take away Heilig. And the second that that happens... They go with the quick fullback dive right up the middle, and Makowiak has a huge gap to run through and lots of running room. And if the deep safety doesn't bring him down,
1: Ugly scores again. 3-14 Three fourteen 14 and counting in the first quarter. 14-0, ugly leading MLS at the MLS 47-yard line. Evan Bruski keeps it for himself around the right side, dra- breaks out of one tackle, drags three white jerseys with him all the way inside the 40, and finally stops at the 38-yard line, just a yard short of the first down to gain. Tackle made by Timmy Boston on the stop middle linebacker. Second down, a yard to go. Yeah, just a powerful
2: run. Bruski calling his own number just... Ready to get in the action, just itching to take the ball there. Lots of options there, but MLS had good defense there. They had two guys there, but Peruski is so shifty. He's able to slide right between them and turn a a, a minimal gain into a really big one, making second down very short.
1: Out of the tee from the 38-yard line of MLS. It's a first down already for number 27, Mark Heilig. Spins out of a tackle and comes all the way across the 30 and finally brought down to the 28-yard line. And tackle made by Evan Wakefield, outside linebacker, senior for Seminary. Move the chains, first and 10 from the Seminary third, 28-yard line.
2: Oh, these running backs are just so physical. They, they, they hit the hole that they're supposed to run through, and after that, it's all them, and I, that's all Mark Heilig. He, he's, that hole's there to get him two to three yards. He gives the rest by dragging defenders, spinning out of tacklers, and again, right to left between the guard and the tackle. He gets enough, five, maybe six, and another first
1: down for Ubley. Out of the teens, a handoff this time to Seth Maurer. Maurer Dragging his defender all the way across the 20-yard line, and finally upended by Maddox Retberg after the first down, enough to move the chains. Brought down to the 17-yard line, Ubley getting getting advances in chunks and then some, taking the chains with him every single time.
0: And
2: just powerful runs, and it, it just it's getting to that feel where MLS doesn't have enough defenders on the field. That that's how well the scheme and the actually the way they block everybody's on the same page they know where the ball's going that gap is bigger than anybody else's and they just running backs just don't
1: miss it and run people over on the way through it's a handoff to aiden makoviak and he gets out for a, just a small four yard gain daggone made by Logan Brockheizen for the front line of mls inside the 15 down to the 14 yard line second down six to go maybe even seven. seven.
2: Fullback dive from Makowiak right up the middle, and that time the MLS defenders do not get lost. They stay where they're supposed to and make that tackle. That's what Ubley is supposed to be trying to get is that two, three, and four yards of play. That time MLS stands
1: their ground and stops that run after, no yards after contact. Minute remains in the first quarter. It's a handoff to number 27, Mark Hylic. up the gut. He's in for a score. Touchdown, Ubley from 14 yards out. Number 27, Mark Hyling in for his second score of the night with 57 seconds left still here in the first quarter. And it's Ubley 20, MLS 0, just after 11 minutes of play. Yeah,
2: just too easy. It's good. You go back, just rotating running backs. They're running out of their base offense, and it's 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 Heilig to the left, it's Maurer to the right, and Makowiak up the middle, and then Peruski occasionally keeps it around the outside. That's the base offense, and MLS, no answer for it in this
1: first quarter. And the PAT is good from Brett Mueller. He's 3-for-3. Three three. It's now 21 nothing. Ubley leading MLS with 57 seconds left in the first quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley with a third score of the night, this time 86-yard drive, covering just under three minutes, capped off with a Mark Heilig 14-yard run. Now we check in with Ed Klump on the sidelines.
4: Well, Breckenridge, they're trying to pick up the ball. Uh, the fakes, the <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Seminary. Seminary's trying to pick up the ball. Ubley with their fakes and everything else like that. By the time the linebackers actually know where the ball is, they're already on them and running them over. One of the guards actually got tackled because they figured it was a running back.
1: Well, close enough, I suppose. Thank you, (laughs) Ed, from the sidelines. There, 57 seconds left, still in the first quarter, and Uble throttling MLS so far, 21 nothing.
2: It's been absolutely impressive, but this has been—they've been this impressive all year. They've been doing this to everybody, and as the playoffs go on, you're still doing this to teams. It shows that you have a
1: really great team and a chance to do big things here later in the season. Carson Kohler brings in the knuckleball. He's already crossed midfield. It's a—it's a foot race down inside the territory, and he's tracked down from behind, down inside about the 25-yard line, brought down by Seth Maurer. When all said and done, so Carson Kohler trying to infuse some energy into these seminary sidelines. And they bring him down to the 25-yard line for a heck of a return. First and 10, MLS in the plus side of the field and in the red zone on the edge.
2: And yeah, both the first two returns he had, he had a chance to break a big one and just obviously was able to make that tackle. This time he breaks it, and then it's a sprint down the sideline, and if Seth Maurer doesn't cut him off and trip him up at the end, MLS finds the scoreboard. But this is an opportunity for MLS to at least get back in this game and threaten this ugly team, but they have not moved the ball since that very first three-down series to get a first down. Since then, they've been blanked for almost nothing, and a penalty moved them backwards last time.
1: Seminary coming out, in their spread formation. Wakefield in the shotgun has Ryan Dave off his left hip. Two wide each way, rolling to his left, keeping it for himself. Finds a seam, and he's going to be upended at about the 16 yards, near the 14-yard line. Brought down by Aiden McCoviak That's gonna be enough. Uh, very close to the first down marker. And hugging that 15-yard line nowhere yet in the official saying second down and nine-yard gain on the quarterback keeper for Wakefield. And Ryan Dabe really gets a lot of credit for that. He's the running back
2: in the backfield with quarterback Wakefield. It's a direct snap to him and a design quarterback run to the left to follow Dabe. And the linebacker is Mark Heilig, and he's just about to break off the wide receiver tackle or a blocker when Dabe comes up and Double teams him, takes him out of the play, and Wakefield's able to go right around then the two double team on Heilig, and it's a nice gain on first down, nine yards.
1: And we reached the end of the first quarter with a 21-0 game, but MLS knocking on the door for the first time tonight. It's ugly 21, Seminary 0, after 12 minutes of play. 12 minutes are in the books and Ubley leads 21-0 over Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Ubley has scored on every single drive thus far. MLS on their third drive of offense as well. And they're knocking on the door as close or I should say as close as they're going to knock on the doors thus far. They're at the 14-yard line of Ubley. They started this drive with a twenty-five after a huge Carson Kohler. Big kickoff return. All the, got them all the way down to the twenty-five. Yeah, this this is a must
2: have scoring drive for mls and then somehow got to figure out what they're going to do on defense because the Ubley bearcats haven't even got started in their playbook yet on what they can do on offense and just running right
1: over them wakefield on the keeper rolling calling his own number and there is (laughs) to stop him in their tracks aiden makovic reading the quarterback's eyes and brings him down for a yard loss depending on the spot here they're going to mark him right at the 15-yard line for a yard loss and now third down a yard to go this is a big stop here for yeah
2: even these finesse teams right the, the spread offense teams wakefield wants to attack the outside he wants to utilize his speed and then be able to cut inside a defender when the opportunity is right but there was he ran into four different defenders split out there on the right he had no chance to beat anybody to the edge and no chance to cut it upfield tackled right at the line of scrimmage no gain on the play
1: receiver wide each way split wing uh, running backs behind wakefield wakefield coach is- hands it off right up the gut and gets down to about the 13-yard line. Ryan Dave on the carry. Enough to move the chains. Tackle made by Aiden Mikowiak for the LB defense. Move the chains down to the 12.
2: Yeah, and you like what you like to see on on short yards to gain is Yes, I know you want to attack the outside, but you at least have to threaten them. that read option attacking up the middle. And that time Wakefield makes the right decision. Maybe he knew Dave wasn't going to huge go for a huge run, but there was a big enough gap for him to get that two or three yards. He allows him to take the ball right up the middle. The Ubley Bearcats don't allow much, but just enough for a first down.
1: 11 minutes and counting in the second quarter. Ubly 21, MLS 0, but they are at the Ubly 12-yard line. We're left to right across the radio in their white. Away uniforms for the Cardinals. Low snap. Wakefield has to scoop it up, runs immediately to his left, jumps out of a run tackle, leaps over another. He's down inside the five, dragging and trying to fight for anything he's gotten. They're going to say forward progress has him stopped at the four-yard line for an eight-yard gain. Mark Heilig on the stop for the Ubley defense. A nice effort there from Evan Wakefield, and we have a timeout called by the Ubley defense with 10.41 left in the second quarter. So, Ed Klump, what are we seeing on the sidelines there? What has changed on this drive for MLS? Well,
4: really, for Seminary, like the first drive, they looked okay, and they actually have some some plays. They got a lot of... And they're actually... I think their best offense is actually the kick return. Um, I think without that, without that, it'd be a little different game right now.
1: And how's Candelanthus doing down there on the sideline as well? He's Doing just great down here, Clark. OK, great. All right. <laughs> Those intern lessons are really paying off. That Dan Banky School of Football spotting really paying off as well. So second down and two, the MLS Cardinals going to be trying to punch one in here they trail by 21 points 10 41 left in the second quarter it's early to say
2: that it's a must-have when you're down 21 nothing this is a must-have you got to get on the board and get your crowd into it a little bit they got a they got a great following today there are a lot of red shirts here in the crowd out down here to our right and uh, they, they need to be inspired they need something to happen to get them back in this game and get the defense something to think about positively and they got to be talking on the sidelines about how they are going to fill those gaps on defense but it doesn't seem to matter when They stop one running back. Ubley just fakes that one and goes to the next one. And it's been big gain after big gain. But for now,
1: MLS has to find a way to punch this one in. Second and two from the four-yard line of Ubley. One receiver wide each way. Wakefield in the shotgun, away in the snap. 10-41 10:41 41 left in the second quarter, option over to the right side, pitched it out to Ryan Dabe, and there is the ugly Bearcats. Leading the way, Luke Vollmering, the sophomore with the stop for no gain and perhaps even a yard loss. The tackle for a loss, Luke Vollmering brings down Dabe and now it's going to be a third down, three yards to go, maybe even four.
2: Yeah, we're talking about a couple defenses, right? So, MLS is trying to stop the three running back gaps that Ubley trying to attack. On the other side of the ball, Ubley is trying to attack three very different gaps that MLS is trying to attack. They're, They're faking one running back up the middle, and then they're taking a running back outside, and the quarterback trying to attack on the perimeter. Ubley does a great job of taking away the fullback, and when Wakefield keeps it, there are multiple Bearcat jerseys out there. Not only to make sure the quarterback doesn't keep it but the pitch goes nowhere also loss of one
1: Facing a third and three this quarterback keeper for the right side now he's passing in the end zone and the receiver tripped in the end zone The intended receiver was Mark Vogel but he lost his footing as he's trying to twist and turn around to look for the ball falls to the ground untouched and it falls incomplete fourth down three yards ago for the Seminary Cardinals gotta
2: say there was a glimmer of hope there because that that route if he plants his foot and goes to the outside like he's supposed to there's a little bit of separation and that throw was where it was supposed to be but the receiver uh, looked like almost felt like he thought for sure it was gonna be a run play because when he ran to the defender he tried spinning the opposite way and tangled his own feet up and went down made it an easy incompletion and a defensive stand for the Bearcats and now fourth down from the five the offense I'm sure will stay on the field for MLS
1: trips to the left one to the right Wakefield with Dave in the backfield it's a fourth and three to go. They can get a first down here from the five-yard line. Rolling to his left, immediately cutting upfield. Looks like he has the first down, maybe. And they're going to be close to breaking the plane in a second effort. Is he into the end zone? Touchdown, MLS. The Cardinals get on the board with 9.38 left in the second quarter as Evan Wakefield puts the entire team on his the shoulders, gets the first down and says, I'm not done yet, and punches it in from five yards out. And Seminary... Breaks the seal with 9.38 left in the first half. 21-6, to probably by 15 now, but an extra point on the way for the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, more like stop the bleeding for MLS, right? 21 unanswered before MLS finds a touchdown thanks to that big special team's play, and they finish that drive off. Extra point is up.
1: And it's good. And it is good. Logan Forsythe puts it through the uprights, and it's a 14-point ball game. Ugly 21. MLS seven with 9:38 left in this first half on the W L W Sports Network. gets on the board on a 25 yard drive covering 3 minutes and 19 seconds Evan Wakefield with a 5 yard run in for the score for the first time for the Cardinals tonight Ed clump on the sidelines
4: yeah Kohler's return really sparked the team on that drive for Seminary the, you could tell the offensive line was firing off a heck of a lot better than they were the whole first quarter
1: Seven plays, three minutes and 19 seconds. Thank you, Ed Bump, on the sidelines as well as Kendall Anthos down there. 9.38 left in the first half, 21-7, to up by 14.
2: I totally agree. It was set up by a big special teams play, and Ugly special teams doesn't traditionally give those plays up, uh, so it was a break for MLS that they desperately needed, and they finished off a drive, and they're a good team. That's what they do. They took advantage of a good play by their uh, kick returner. and uh, The Ugly defense pushed them as hard as they could, forced fourth down and five. MLS was able to overcome that, which they needed to. However, task number Number two, MLS has to find a way to at least slow down the running game. Ubley been getting chunk plays after chunk plays. Uh, they're averaging 19 yards of carry on the ground. Uh, that, that's got to go down a tenfold there if, if MLS wants any chance of hanging around in this game.
1: MLS's kick goes out of bounds, so Ubley will start out at their own 35-yard line right to left across radio. Leading by two scores, 21-7, 9.38 left in the second quarter. Evan Bruski surveying the prairie, T formation behind him in the straight T. And it's a handoff to Mark Heilig, and there's the white jerseys to wrestle him down after just a two-yard gain. Evan Wakefield, outside linebacker, seems to be doing it all out there so far. Two-yard gain, second down and eight.
2: Yeah, you see Seth Mauer get that carry again. He's coming around the left side, and he, there, the hole was there. That that was that one's on Mauer, right? They opened the gap right there between the gap and the tackle, and he bounced outside at first, and there was nothing there, and that allowed Wakefield at linebacker to make that stop after a very short game.
1: Nine oh five in counting the first half. Pruski under center, and it's going to be quarterback keeper around the left end. Cuts up field. He has man to beat, and he's stripped up and dives forward to midfield. At midfield at the 50, tackle made by Carson Kohler, move the chains for Evan Peruski and the Bearcats.
2: And that's exactly what the Bearcats want to do. As soon as you start taking away the two outside running backs, they either hit you with Makoviak in the middle or Peruski keeps it for himself. And Peruski is as dynamic as anybody on this team. Yes, you have to recognize him, but... You have to stop the running backs first and MLS has not been able to do that. Ubley just calls the next guy on the play and gets a
1: big one for a first down. First and ten from midfield. It's a handoff he's right gone. up the gut to Aiden Mikowiak. It's a foot race down to the 15 and he's going to be tracked down from behind all the way down to the 5. Tackle made by Mark Vogel out of the secondary tracks down Aiden Mikowiak, but not until after a 45-yard scamper down to the red zone at the 5-yard line.
2: Yeah, so we're going to have some good laughs. watching the tape later 25 is carson kohler in the backfield or in the steep secondary and aid makoviak runs right by him
1: he had no idea he had the football that's how well Ugly executes their fakes mark highly gets the handoff he gets all the way down to the one yard line before he is stopped by the the red wave there and they're now they're signaling the one officials calling second down but he's signaling touchdown with his with his hands so second down yard to go from the one
2: <laughs> you only need one hand up to, to rule second down there, fellow. but they, they do stop the running back, Heilig Short, right on the goal line. That football couldn't be any closer. Second down and goal from the half-inch yard line.
1: T-formation all night long here thus far for Evan Peruski and the Bearcats. 7.51 left in the second quarter. It's, as it stands right now, 21-7 to for the moment. From the one-inch line of MLS, Peruski hands it off to... That would be Seth Mauer into the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley for their fourth score of the night with 7.39 remaining in the first half. It is now Ubley 27. MLS 7 with a PAT upcoming for Mueller. Just
0: too
2: easy for Ubley again, averaging 17 yards a carry on the night. Haven't attempted a pass yet. Uh, They already have 294 yards rushing in this first half.
1: Mueller away in the kick and snap. There's the snap. Win ba- at his back. And this one almost exceeds the track and almost went over the fence. It's now 28 to 7. 21 point lead for the LB Berghats. 7.39 before the half is over on the WLW Sports Network. Probably responds to the MLS score, finds themselves in the end zone for the fourth time tonight, 28-7 after a 65-yard drive covering minute 59 seconds, off the clock two first downs in tow, camped off with a Seth Mauer one-yard dive into the end zone to make it 28-7 after Brett Mueller, PAT. Kick from Mueller comes <laughs> and nearly, oh, it hit the upright, it did not go through the upright though. As Brett Mueller, with the wind at his back, kicks it almost 70 yards exactly through the back of the end zone for a touchback. First and 10 for MLS of their own 20. (laughs) Yeah,
2: the uprights have that orange protective padding covering the base of the post. He hit the top of that in the air about two yards shy of the bottom of the pylon. And uh, he's actually kind of mad coming to the sideline. I think he's going to try a little harder next time to make it through there on the kickoff.
1: Ubley scored on just five plays last time. MLS scored on seven plays. And 3 minutes and 19 seconds off the clock, that's their lone score of the night. 7.39 left in the first half. i 28. MLS 7. And MLS comes out, sending two wide to the left, two wide to the right. And a running back, Ryan Dabe, off of the right hip of Evan Wakefield in the shotgun. Away in the snap from his own 20-yard line, less than 10 seconds on the play clock. Man in motion, that's Carson Kohler. That's gonna be quarterback keepers, loses his footing, cuts back to the opposite far sideline, breaks out of one tackle, stiff arms his way out of bounds. Some late tackling there as well, and it's tackle made by Seth Maurer. And when all said and done, a loss of a yard. And the official one down as well. So it's second down, 11 to go from the 19 for the MLS Cardinals. Yeah, that,
2: that, that play certainly had to be broken because when he made one step to the right, he pivoted and changed the directions and went to the left and tried to reverse fields. He just looked like he tried to make something out of nothing and there was definitely nothing there. The ugly Bearcats swarmed to those mistakes and make you pay loss of at least one, probably two on this play and MLS will come back in the spread offense with two receivers each direction.
1: Wakefield still in the shotgun second down 12 to go from their own 18-yard line Wakefield trailing by 21 points surveying the prairie waiting this play clock get down for one way to keep it out of the Uplees' hands by throwing the play clock down option 0 to the right and it hits the turf Carson Kohler has to jump on it way back to the 13-yard line that one was almost into the hands of a Bearcat jersey Instead, it's going to be a third down after another loss of five on the play. So, third down, 17 to go for the MLS Cardinals. Yeah, you know,
2: I'll give you credit, Evan Wakefield. He's fun to watch. He, he absolutely holds that football for as long as possible, almost getting hit as he pitches it to make sure that that defender is out of the play and makes what I thought was a perfect pitch. Hit, hit him right in the hands, would have hit him right in the bottom of the mouth, on the face mask there, and right through his hands, and off that face mask, and right to the ground. And they're lucky the Bearcats didn't jump on it. It's going to be another big loss on the play, and just third down and way too long ago against this good defense.
1: It's a timeout called by MLS with 6.43 remaining in the first half. Last we heard, Fowler was leading Beale City 7-6. And now Beale City has rallied back and last we heard, unconfirmed, twenty-one to seven, Beal City now leading Fowler, six forty-three remaining in the second quarter, twenty-eight to seven,
0: probably leading MLS. Here in
1: the second quarter, Dave Hansen, what are we seeing thus far? What's that, Clark? What are we seeing thus far? Uh, I'm listening to I our, The, the answer, great,
2: the yeah. great sports announcer over here yeah. for Bearcats season, uh, Rick Loves is so good. But uh, for the Bearcats, utter domination, right? I mean, uh, their special teams has been great. Uh, they allowed one big kick return. That's literally the only fault. That these ugly Bearcats have so far, um, because the block and the back penalty that put them back in their own ten. Two plays later, they scored a touchdown. This running game is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, they have two hundred and ninety-four yards rushing on just seventeen plays in this first half alone, uh, and they got three running. All three running backs are eighty-four yards or more on the night. Just absolutely unstoppable on the offensive side, and this defense has done a heck of a job. This is the third. This is the second time MLS has been third down and 15 plus to go
1: third and 17 from their own 13 yard line Wakefield in the shotgun man off either hip now man in motion and it's going to be a quarterback keeper to the left side trying to find a seam obviously swarming to the ball and after he had run maybe a gain of a yard out to the 14 they stop him in his tracks leading the way Seth Maurer as well as Cannon Peruski on the stop he's gonna bring up a fourth down and a ways to go here for the MLS Cardinals
2: MLS just trying to get a few yards to try to flip the fields a little bit after they punt the ball away here, but uh, just nowhere to go. Hubbly just... Daring them to throw the football, do anything different down the field, not happening. They feast right on that short run by the quarterback, nowhere to go. And now the punter will come on the field with his heel on his own end
1: zone line. Tyler Trapp punting into the wind here. It's a good punt, but it is has stu- stood up right in that wind and bounces out of bounds. Well inside MLS territory at about the 36-yard line or so. And so it'll be favorable field position for the Bearcats. Not like they really need it so far tonight. And they're going to say this one went out of bounds at the 34-yard line of MLS. So great field position on the plus side of the field for the Yellow Bearcats. Wind at their bank, 558 left in the second quarter, 28-7 Ugly leading.
2: Yeah, the Bearcats offensively just unstoppable. They like said, running out of their base offense, uh, you've seen Heilig to the left, Maurer to the right, Koviak up the middle, and a couple Peruski keepers around the outside just to keep them in the game. And they haven't been able to stop any of them yet.
1: Brewski under center from the 34-yard line, and off to number 23, Aiden McCovian goes right up the gut, and gets out of the way into the 25-yard line before he's stopped by Timmy Faustin for Seminary, and that will be a gain of nine on the play, second down, just a lone yard to go. Yeah,
0: this is
2: the art of deception is just absolutely unbelievable, and it's, it's fun, uh, after watching so many of these games, as much as you want to watch the play and the ball carrier, it's fun to watch the defenders and watch all the other ball carriers, and every single bearcat runs as hard as they can until they see the whistle evan peruski sometimes is is 10 15 yards beyond the play still executing his fakes and that's why one of many reasons why this offense is so hard to stop
1: it's a handoff to mark heilig he has the first down and across the 20 finally brought down at the 18 yard line will eubank as well as timmy fosted on the stop of the secondary and linebacking core, moves the chains First and 10 from the MLS 18-yard line, leading by 21,
2: 28-7. to Highly just attacking that left side, running right at the quarterback, which is kind of what Coach Sweeney said he was going to do early and often, was, was attack him while he's on the defense, try to get a blocker on him make him uncomfortable early in this game they've done a great job but it hasn't matter which direction they've run the football you watching these white jerseys of MLS look around for the football and they have no idea
1: who has it it's a handout to Seth Maurer. right gap gets out for across the 15 down to about the 11 maybe the 12yard line tackle made by Maddox Retberg out of the secondary for seminary a gain of six on the play second down four to go from the 11.
2: that's more of the methodical running game of ugly bearcats attacking left attacking right makoviak up the middle just you don't know who's gonna get it next and no answer for mls on defense
1: mls switching to a 5-3 defense out of their 4-4 that they've worked thus far out of second down less than four to go evan brusky working off the right hash far left side of your radio three men backfield and it's to hand out to his first option right up the gut aiden makoviak gets out to about the nine yard line before he's uprooted and that will be a gain of two on the play. tackle made by the defensive lineman Michael Steele, the junior 235-pounder. And they're going to be very close to the first down marker. They're going to say short. Third down, a less than a yard to go for the LB Bearcats, deep into MLS their territory at the 9.
2: Uh, a score update, uh, another uh, really good game. Montrose and Lakers are now tied at 14 with six minutes to go in the first half.
1: Third down, less than a yard here for the LB Bearcats at the MLS 9-yard line, 335 and counting in the second quarter, Ubley 28, MLS 7, with the wind at their back, Evan Pruski under the center, three men in the backfield, hands on the hips looking to the officials, play the play clock, get under 10 before even thinking about snapping it, there's the snap, and it's going to be a handoff to Mark Heilig, and he's in untouched, rumbling into the end zone for yet another score, and Mark Heilig gets into the end zone once again with 3.15 remaining, In the second quarter, it's now Ubley 34 MLS 7 with Brett Mueller trotting onto the field. Uh, it's
2: pretty great to be able to run the ball from nine yards away from your end zone and stroll into the end zone running between the guard and the tackle and go into the end zone untouched. And it just s- sums up this entire game so far. Uh, Ubley blocks the defensive tackles, creates that hole, and there's nobody else left to threaten the running back. Big play after big play, and that's five straight touchdowns
1: on five offensive series for the Ubley Bearcats. That's five straight PATs for Brett Mueller. It's now 35-7, to 7, 315 remaining in the first half of the W L W Sports Network. Brett Mueller was kicking this one off with the wind at his back, and he knuckled it all the way down. And this one still goes into the end zone with ease for the touchback. Head clumps on the sidelines.
4: The with that with that wind, uh, that that ball was going 150 miles an hour right at his helmet, and it almost took his head off. <laughs> it was a, it was a frozen rope off the toe, Clark.
1: <laughs> okay, th- thank you. I was waiting for it. Ed Klump (laughs) dropped that line on us about, what, that was 2020.
2: Yes. That's the COVID
1: year, yes, in USA, and it's it's stuck with us ever since. Tony Romo's even picked it up ever since then as well. Yeah,
2: that's a great, that's a good baseball reference there from back in the day, way before that even. That's a
1: slow-pitch softball beer league there for <laughs> term there per se left right across your radio mls trailing 35 to 7 by 28 points and it's gonna be a handoff to ryan Dave trying to cut up field and he is going nowhere fast maybe out to the 22 yard line before he is upended by the ugly front line leading the way coming out of the secondary to make the stop evan brewski in the defensive action Seminary with 20 plays of offense for 28 yards. Ubley with 22 plays for just a mere 329 yards.
2: Yeah, just a little difference there on the stat sheet. Uh, A completely different uh, game here. Like I said, MLS has not seen a team like Ubley. Uh, Yes, Ithaca uh, blew the doors off MLS back in week five, maybe somewhere in there. But uh, this Ubley Bearcat team is different than any team they'll see. They are fundamentally sound. They do not make mistakes. They are physical, and they do not stray from the game plan. They attack their gaps and make the most of it every single time.
1: Running back either way, Evan Wakefield on the quarterback keeper and he's being brought down in the backfield for attack. For a sack, brought, leading the way was Chris Oswald, defensive end. Not laying him out of his trap and brought down for a yard loss. A third down and nine from the 22-yard line. Obviously coming to up, up to for the challenge every single time so far tonight
2: well and what ugly also learning as this game's going on is there is no reason to settle for any of the fakes because wakefield wants the ball he wants to make that big play and he is the guy to stop they're not falling for any of those plays they, they are wherever wakefield goes there's two three four defenders in that area at all times and just like that play he goes nowhere fast
1: brown City leading deckerville at the end of the first quarter 16 nothing thanks to mike gallagher for reporting that one in brown city so the green devils taking out eagles 16 nothing after one quarter it's third down and eight in wakefield rolling to his right looking down the pass throws this one downfield to an open receiver at the 30 and looks like he got it by about a half a yard pass was brought in by will eubank slot receiver senior and moved the chains by a yard they needed 12 they got 13 on the pickup
2: good play there by Wakefield he sells the fake and then rolls out to his right it's a bootleg it's a design pass to the short side of the field and there was actually two receivers open he took the underneath guy the safe one and he's able to catch it and turn upfield just enough for going out of bounds to get a very needed first down
1: for this cardinal offense Seminary sends a Vogel wide right two receivers to the left Rain banks on either side of Whitefield in the shotgun. Quarterback keeper around the left side, and is obviously there to bring him down in the backfield. That was Cannon Peruski getting behind the line of scrimmage and bringing him down for a loss. And they're going to mark him down right at the 33-yard line so they're going to actually gave him a gain of a yard, according to the spot. Second down, nine to go.
2: Yeah, and that's a play that... During the regular season, Wakefield's able to stiff-arm that defender and keep going and get three, four, or five yards on the play. Not today. l'B will be Bearcats
1: tackle as good as anybody, and that play goes for very little. Back to pass. in the pocket. He's in trouble, and he's going to be brought down. He lets this one fly out in the backfield, and that very well could be intentional grounding. No penalty called yet. 21 is running back.
2: What went right over his head, I, suppose, I think, is yeah. going
1: to uh, bail him out on that play. There's the flag. And so that will be intentional grounding on Wakefield and the Cardinals with 52 seconds left here in the second quarter, almost at the third quarter. It's only the second here, folks. 35-7, to I by 28 points. As this one's going to push Seminary even further back. It's, uh, the flag was at the 20-yard line and they'll mark off yardage from there on the intentional grounding for five yards.
2: Yeah, Ryan Dabe was in the backfield with him, but he might have been blocking, but that ball, it was it was clearly intentionally thrown away, and uh, yeah, he throws it away. I think it's an easy call, so they get the penalty yardage and loss of down, so it should be third down and
1: long. <laughs> third down in the country mile. The first down marker is well beyond Bay city Forestal Road here. Line of scrimmage at the 15. They take it out to the 42-yard line to make this one possible. Two to the left, two to the right. Now trips to the right. They send Dave out wide right. Wakefield in an empty set. Now scrambles. He's running (laughs) for his life. And black jerseys bring him down only at the 22-yard line after a 7-yard gain. Cannon Peruski as well as Aiden Makowiak, the linebackers, bringing him down. And Ubley calls a timeout as Ubley's trying to pretend down kind of one more score here before the half is over so they can start the second half with a running clock
2: yeah design quarterback keeper there right so in the shotgun all by himself all the wide receivers just take off down the field and then you just hope that with those defenders leaving the middle of the field, that Wakefield's able to get something. Obviously, take some time off the clock. It forces Ubley to use a timeout, and then they could punt this ball away and attempt to try and play some defense on this Bearcat offense. But I don't blame the Bearcats at all. This is a playoff game. It doesn't matter what the score is. If you're up this 35-7, it's still the first half. Uh, call timeout and give your offense one more shot. Don't forget, you have an elite kicker kicking downwind. Uh, you could
1: easily tack on three here if they needed to. Ed Klump, any word on what's going on in that huddle there for the LB Bearcats?
4: Now they're just going to, they're playing it smart uh, on this on this play. I don't think if they punt it off, the wind is just howling out here. That, it's not even going to get to the first down marker if they punt.
1: On a windswept Friday night here on the banks of the Cast River in Obley, Michigan. 35 to 7. Ubley leading by 28 points as the wind continuing to pick up here. And it's blowing right to left across your radio. Seminary will be punting left to right across your radio. As number four, Tyler Travis, six foot two, 190 pounds senior, punter, wide receiver, as well as on the defensive line. For seminary, gonna be has a tall task in front of him here. And it might have to very well pull a Clark Ramsey shotgun uh, drive out of this one. It looks like it <laughs> thus far as it's going left to right over over top of each other and it bounces over midfield and comes to rest at the ugly forty-eight yard line. So all things considered, not a bad punt. And with thirty-four seconds left, the ugly Bearcats will take over with a fifty-two yard field in front of them, leading by twenty-eight points, thirty-five to seven.
2: It was, it was it was a pretty good punt to, into this win. That was pretty good to get it across the 50, but uh, we've seen Ubley, uh from their own nine-yard line score in two plays. So uh, unless this MLS defense is switching to this 5-4 or 5-3 defense is going to help, Hubbly uh, Bearcats still have a real chance to put in another touchdown for this. Is, this half is over.
1: First down and 10 from the 48 in their own territory. Marching to the left side, Wind at their back, leading by 28 points. Two yards inside the left hash. Evan Bruski, in her center, three men backfield. Heilig, Maurer, and Makoviegan is a quarterback keeper around the right side, and he's scrambling all the way down to the 45 inside, about to the 43 a yard short of the line to gain. Tackle made by Timmy Fawcett, middle linebacker for Seminary. And we have the third and final timeout called by the ugly Bearcats with 22 seconds left in the second quarter. Dave Hansen, your thoughts?
2: I'd like to have seen Peruski kick that one to the outside. I, I, the aggressive nature normally in the middle of a game, that's the fine thing to do is cut back to the middle and try to take it to the house. But I'd like to see him take it to the outside and race to the sideline, get about the same amount of yardage and go out of bounds and save that last timeout because that would allow you another run or a play to try to move a little bit closer because at this point, the next best thing to see would be, uh, you know, like a 40-yard field goal attempt or something by Mueller.
1: Lakers leading Montrose 21-14 at the half. So Lakers leading by seven points over Montrose in Division Seven. Brown City leading Deckerville 22-0 with 9-22 left in the second quarter. As that came on WBGV 92-5, in Sandusky, second down, a yard to go, upcoming here for the Illinois Bearcats. Twenty-two seconds before the half. Dave Hanson, we could we potentially see a pass play here?
2: Uh, possibly. I, I think there's a better chance that you see Peruski keep it again, and remind him to to go to the sideline. Right? You want to try to attack sideline to the large side of the field, probably this side of the field. I think there's a better chance you see him keep it and get to this and get to the sideline, try to utilize that, so you have plenty of time
1: to get your special teams unit out there. Second down, one yard to go, wing tee to the right. Two men in the backfield, wing back to the right. And a fumble on the play, and Peruski has to jump on it at the 45-yard line. And this play clock will roll, or this game clock will roll under 10 seconds. And that very well may be the end of the first half. With a 35-7 lead for the Ubley Bearcats, leading by 28 points after 24 minutes of play. It is Ugly 35, MLS 7 on the W, LW Sports Network. The Ubley Paracats lead up a half, 35-7 over Michigan Lutheran Seminary. The Cardinals, 35-7. Ubley with 24 plays of offense for 336 yards in five scores. Seminary, 25 plays for 43 total yards in just one score. We'll have all the details upcoming in just a few moments on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com, 35-7 Ubley at half. 5-7, 5-7, the Upli Bearcats taking care of the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals thus far after two quarters of play. Dave Hansen, always tell us how we got to this halftime score of 28-point lead for the Bearcats.
2: Well, it started early and often for the home team, the Upli Bearcats. Seth Maurer, 35-yard touchdown run to start the game. Mueller PAT was good that followed up by two consecutive Mark Heilig touchdown runs one from 43 yards away the other 14 yards out and at the end of the first quarter Ubley would lead MLS 21 nothing MLS though would get on the board first in the second quarter thanks to a big kick return and eventually a five-yard run by Evan Wakefield and the PAT was good 21 Ubley MLS 7 but Ubley would score a couple more times before the half is over. Seth Maurer gets his second touchdown, a one yard run. Mueller PAT is good, 28 Ubley, MLS seven, but Ubley doesn't stop there. Mark Heilig gets the hat trick in the first half, his third touchdown run, this time nine yards away. Brett Mueller good again on all five PATs in the first half. And here we are at the half, Ubley 35, the MLS Cardinals seven.
1: Seminary has more time of possession well, that doesn't mean much in this ball game because they only have 43 yards of offense on 25 plays averaging 1.7 yards per play tonight. They have one run one more play than Obli, and they have 293 yards less than the Bearcats who have run 24 plays and 336 yards all on the ground for 15 yard or five touchdowns averaging 14 yards per play and carry this evening. Mark Heilig leading the way for the rushing attack on 10 carries for 110 yards and three scores, carrying the ball 42% of the time. Seth Maurer, five carries, 101 yards and two touchdowns. Aiden Makoviac five carries, 96 yards. And Evan Prusky, four carries for 29 yards. Pretty clean scorecard there when you only have four people touching the ball on the T formation, quarterback and the three running backs, accounting for a boatload of yards just through two quarters play
2: well let's think about it 336 yards rushing is is a great game script game total game score rushing we're only at the half uh, i'll believe probably with ease will accumulate 500 yards on the ground tonight. MLS had no answer. They, they felt really good coming to this game. All the vibes we had heard from MLS is, you know, that they, they had a, the real team this year finally. But uh, they have a real quarterback. Evan Wakefield's really good. But he's out there by himself. If he pitched the ball to somebody else, that ball hit the turf. Uh, he was able to complete a pass, or uh, two of them technically. But... Um, just nothing going on offense. This ugly defense is everywhere all the time. They're not fooled by the side-to-side stuff that MLS is trying to run. And when they don't even believe the quarterback fakes anymore, they just they take away Wakefield, they take away this offense. And that's exactly what these defenses done tonight.
1: Evan Wakefield, quarterback, he leads the team on for the Seminary Cardinals on rushing with 13 carries for 23 yards. And the lone score for the Cardinals, Ryan Dabe, 5 carries, 10 yards. Carson Kohler, 2 carries. For loss of three. Through the air, Wakefield is two of five for 13 yards, 40% completion rate. Will Eubanks brought in one for eight yards, Ryan Dave the other for five, and one target for Mark Vogel, which was incomplete. On defense, the Ubbly Bearcats with 21 tackles, three tackles for loss, and one sack. Seminary, just 18 tackles, no tackles for loss, no sacks, no interceptions, and no fumble recoveries. Aiden Mikoviak leads the way with seven tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Seth Maurer, four tackles and one tackle for a loss. Cannon Peruski, three tackles. Evan Peruski, two tackles. As is Luke Volmering, who has two tackles and one tackle for a loss. Mark Heilig, two tackles as well. Chris Oswald has one sack this evening. Timmy Foston with five car- or five tackles for Seminar. Seminary, excuse me. Mark Vogel, three tackles. Evan Wakefield and Maddox Retberg with two as well as Will Eubank and Luke Mason and Noah Reif with one tackle each. Other area scores, we have Brown City leading Deckerville 28-6 in the second quarter, and the winner of this one, Seminary in Ubley, will go on to play the winner of Fowler and Beal City, and it is 21-14, Beal City leading Fowler at halftime. Montrose in Lakers, it is Lakers at the half, leading Montrose, the Rams, 21-14, and New Lothrop, blanking Paloma Westphalia thus far, 28-0. At halftime in Division 7. The winner of Lakers Montrose will play, looks like New Lothrop for the uh, regional championship.
0: Yeah, we, we
2: figured Lakers Montrose could be fairly close. At least I said I thought it'd be close. I was worried about Sears being banged up. McCain obviously unable to go tonight, that they were just missing some of those additional weapons on offense, but they found a way to score 21 points on Montrose, In Montrose leading by a touchdown, uh, that, that's a really impressive half for the Lakers, and uh, i got to mention Brown City. Brown City 28-6, to that, that's a heck of a, a score for
4: them over
1: Deckerville. Now we throw it down to Ed Klump, who has tracked down head coach Eric Sweeney for the LB Bearcats.
4: Uh, Coach Sweeney, heck of a first half. Uh, it seemed like the game plan worked out perfectly. Uh, tell me a little bit about what, what the game plan was
6: and, and how the boys carried it out. Well, they came out in the defense we expected, and you know I told the kids, you know, we just gotta block. You know. And I, I thought the kids ran, the running backs ran hard, our line got off the ball good, you know, off the line scrimmage good, and you know, when you block, good things happen.
4: That's really what it is. That the 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 offensive line really take kind of taking over that game, and also their defensive backs having a tough time picking up the ball.
6: Well, that's what we do. You know, we're going to cover up the ball and run out our fakes. And you know what? If, if you we do a good job in our faking game, you know, it's tough to know who the ball. Is. If you don't know what keys you're looking for, it makes a big difference for us. Seems like really keying um, on the flip
4: side of that, ugly not falling for a lot of the fakes and keeping that quarterback in check. Was that part
6: of the plan as well? Yeah, you know, it's it's all, you know, guys reading their keys and having their assignments on defense, and, you know, other than that, giving up that long uh, kick return, you know, we played really good defense, and we played really good defense down there, it's just, when you give a team 30 yards to go, you know, it, it's a lot easier for them than having to go 70 yards. Yeah, the number 25 Kohler, he gets, he's, he's got a lot of speed returning that ball. And we knew we did, and we knew we had to contain him, but, you know, we, we had some contain problems and stuff, but you know what? I like it better here in the second half, in the, thir- in the second quarter, and now the third quarter we're kicking with the wind. Hopefully we won't have any returns then.
4: Sounds great. Thanks so much, Coach. Good luck in the second half.
6: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Ed Klump on the sidelines, along with Kendall Anthes. <laughs> well, as we are one minute remaining here before we start the second half, it is probably 35, Seminary 7, a 28-point lead. For the Bearcats, we'd like to say hello to all of our folks listening live and worldwide at wwwsports.com whether you're in port here on Lexington or as far as the Cayman Islands tonight. Thank you for listening to our broadcast, and thank you for putting up with Ed Klump on the sidelines as well. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, Kendall Anthes, and Ed Klump with your call tonight. Almost have to take a breath halfway between yes. our crew here. As we have a full boat here tonight in Ubley on the banks of the Cass River and it's been all Ubley thus far 35 to 7 after 24 minutes of play and more than likely more of the same for the Ubley Bearcats here to start in the second half They're trying to get a running clock going before this half would begin Unfortunately a fumble and a bad snap did not allow that so MLS won the toss elected to defer to the second half so MLS will start out an offense More likely, Ubley's going to be fired up to start this third quarter.
2: Yeah, and I think the the stats that really kind of eye-opened this the first half was uh, one play difference, right? Seminary had 25 plays to Ubley's 24 plays. Actually ran more plays of offense. They were able to find 43 total yards of offense, averaging 1.7 yard per play. Ubley Bearcats on those 24 plays accumulated 336 yards on the ground averaging 14 yards a carry. Uh, Difference in the game, this running game, the blocking, everything Coach Sweeney just told you. They block, and when they get in the secondary, they cover up the ball and execute their fakes better than anybody else except Peruski, Never has the football, but he is always 10 yards behind the defense, executing that run every single time. Because one of those times, he's going to have it, and they'll break a big one. But everybody has been breaking big ones tonight for the Bearcats.
1: And Brett Mueller's kick kicks, bounces about seven yards into the end zone for a touchback. And they will. the MLS Cardinals will start out at their own 20-yard line, trailing by 28 points with an 80-yard field in front of them, left to right across your radio. And Dave Hansen, even my wife Rochelle's listening tonight that's how good this broadcast is so far tonight i
2: I hope so but it's uh it makes it a lot easier because the ugly bearcats they are fun to watch and they are they are disciplined they are fundamentally sound and they play a tough version of football it's a lot of running and it's a lot of but it's a lot of right at you physical stuff and they do a great job it doesn't matter who the opposing team is the film study game plan and execution is always better than anybody else
1: wakefield with a shotgun formation Two receivers to the left, one wide right. Running back on the other side. It's going to be a keeper right up the gut, and he hesitates, and he's going to run backwards all the way out across the 25 before forward progress has stopped at the 26-yard line. Cannon Peruski and Mark Heilig on the stop for the Bearcats, but not until after a six-yard pickup for the QB sneak.
2: I don't think uh, MLS wants to get into a physical style of running game against Ubley, but that time with two running backs, one on each side of Wakefield, it's a direct snack to him and both the other running backs become lead fullbacks and they both pick up the gaps and he follows both of them through and they pick up the linebackers very well. Peruski was blocked had to come off the block by the time he gets there. Uh, it's 5 yards or 6 on for first down for MLS.
1: It's going to be a handoff to uh, Ryan Day. He gets out across the 30 yard line out to the 31 Day, before he's stopped area. by Seth Maurer and MLS gains a first down to start this third quarter. After a five-yard pickup, first and 10 from the 31.
2: Yeah, so a lot of first half attacking the sidelines and just won't give it up. That's what they want. They, they run triple option, speed options, both directions, trying to attack the perimeter, and it just wasn't there. So you're, the adjustment you're seeing so far on offense through the first couple of plays of MLS is right at them. Go right up the middle stop attacking the outside
1: we're going to establish the middle before we go back outside four wide it's a handoff right at the middle ryan dave he's out for the running he's across midfield actually right at midfield before and the second effort mark holly tracks him down and drags him down out to the 47 yard line after ryan dave was shot out of a cannon and gains a chunk yards there and nearly doubled the production of seminary tonight now without with 76 yards total of this evening first and 10 from the lb 47.
2: right, again, Ubley said they are making sure that they are keying on Wakefield, the quarterback, and making sure that he does not beat them. So it's going to be up to somebody else, and we know Dave is very capable. His stats have been very good. His film is very good, but he just doesn't get a ton of touches. And that time, you see the Ubley Bearcats, those linebackers cheat to the outside, and they beat him right up the middle.
1: It's a screen pass to the right side to Ryan Davey. He gets out to about the forty five before he is brought down by Evan Baruski for a two yard pickup coming into the flats of the near sideline. The two yard gain, second down, and eight from the ugly forty five.
2: And that that is part of the spread office's run game though, right? Those quick uh just passes directly the outside while he's in motion the screen pass and those wide receivers it's their job to block and they have not done a good job of blocking the ugly defensive backs yet but that's an easy way to get two three yards when done correctly with a chance to break a big one and ugly now has to spread out and remember that they can go back to running right up the middle here
1: and it's a quarterback keeper around the left side option he's trying to rip out in a fumble on the play and wakefield is able to jump on it looks like at the 45 yard line and that is ugly ball first turnover of the night goes into the hands of the orange and black And it's picked up by Aiden Makoviak as Wakefield tried to option out at the very last second And was unable to do and it was stripped out by Maurer and scooped up by Makoviak And it has a turnover into the hands of the Little Bearcats of their own 45-yard line
2: Just trying to do too much right like you either got to pitch that ball or you have to keep it And he decided to keep it at the very last second and when he got hit that it got stripped out, and again, he, he then, as he's being tackled, is trying to make a hero play and, and kick it out to the, the running back. He needed to do it right away or just keep it. You can't have
1: both, and the LB Bearcats take advantage and force the first turnover of the game. It's a handoff right up the gut to Mark Hiley gets out into MLS territory for a 10 yard shot. And tackle made by Mark Vogel after a 10-yard gain out to the 45 on the other side of midfield. Actually, mark him down to the 44, an 11-yard gain for Mark Heilig. First and 10 from the MLS 44.
2: Nice run there by Mark Heilig. Again, he's behind over the right shoulder of Evan Peruski. He works his way behind him from right to left and follows Makowiak through the hole. And again, he doesn't get enough credit. The offensive line does a really nice job, but Makowiak does a ton blocking for this team, picking up that middle linebacker every single time or chipping the guard, the the defensive tackle if needed, and Mark Heilich does the rest. He's three, four yards clear before he runs into anybody and makes you and punishes you if you tackle him and drags him all the way to that first down marker.
1: It's a handoff right to number 30, Seth Maurer, tries to find a seam on the right side of that line and he gets out for about three hard-fought yards before he's brought down by Michael Steele. Out of the 42-yard line of MLS, second down, seven to go.
2: Right, and if your defense is playing Ubley the way you're supposed to, that should be what's considered a good run for Ubley three yards. But Ubley, that's been one of their worst runs on the game. So MLS's defense there worked out well, but now that they stop Seth Maurer, we'll see how Ubley pivots. It tends to be back to Makoviak or it's been a while since Peruski's kept it for himself.
1: That's very true. Peruski under center, waiting for the play clock to get under ten before even settling under center. Eight oh eight remains in the third quarter. i believe thirty five. MLS seven is a handoff to Seth Maurer. Adjusts his way and he gets out across the forty, but finally brought down to the thirty eight yard line after a four yard oh, gain. Very- Tackle made by Noah Reif. Middle linebacker for MLS. Third down and manageable. Third down and four for the Old Bearcats.
2: Good job. Ubley goes right back to Maurer. Again, just right back to him. It only got two or three the first time. We go right back to him. Get three more. Third down and four. By far the toughest scenario Ubley's been in on offense. But this is right in the wheelhouse of the wing T. They're already in cardinal territory. This is four down territory. They don't need all four here. But they're a big play waiting to happen. Back-to-back runs to Maurer. We'll see who gets the next one.
1: Third and four from the MLS 38-yard line with a 28-point 28 28 lead in tow. And it's to a handoff to Mark Heilig out from the running. He has known in front of him. Into the end zone. Mark Heilig touchdown from 38 yards out. And we now it is a 34-point lead for the Elbby Bearcats with 7.15 still remaining in the third quarter. The Larry Bearcats take advantage of the turnover and turn it into six points. And they do what good teams do, and Ubley is
2: a very good team. You turn it over, they turn it into instant points. This running game, unstoppable tonight. 392 yards already on the ground, and we just started the
1: third quarter. The PAT is up from Mueller. This one is good by a country mile, and it's now a running clock situation. 42-7 to 7 with 7.15 remaining in the third quarter of the W Sports Network. By 35 points, 42 to 7. We check in with Ed Clump on the sidelines.
7: Well, it looked
4: like Seminary had something going there, and the defense is really trying to tighten up, tighten up. And then the, with that fumble, the wind just got taken out of Seminary's sails. Ugly is pumped up now, uh, and and I think they're going to start seeing uh, possibly some, uh, some uh, subs
1: coming in. Well, the wind is out of the sails of MLS, but there's certainly plenty of wind out there for everyone else as Brett Mueller's kick bounces at the goal at the back line of the end zone for a touchback. So MLS will have an 80 yard field in front of him once again, trailing by 35 points, 42 to 7.
2: Missed that one just a little bit. Ah, just a
1: bit. Should be disappointed himself.
2: <laughs> he is. If you look at him, he is not happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect win for that. And it, you know, he that, those are the little things that challenging himself to continue to be better.
1: So, MLS comes back into the field trailing by 35 points. Evan Wakefield trots back into the huddle after getting the call from head coach Carl Schmoogie. Head coach for the seminary for 14 years. Grad back in 1979. Played under the legendary coach Dietrich. First and 10 from their own 20. Receiver wide each way. And it's going to be quarterback keeper. Has a bit of room to breathe, but there are the black jerseys to close that gap as soon as it was opened up. It gets out to about the 22-yard line at best. Cannon Brewski leading the charge on the tackle. After gain of a 2 out to the 22. It's second down of eight.
2: It's just it, too. Yeah? What you say about this defense, Clark, is... He's got some room to run, and as soon as you finish that sentence, the LB Bearcats have completely closed that gap with multiple defenders, and there's no yards after contact. They clean up that tackle, bring him down for a very little gain.
1: Sucking down eight from the MLS 22-yard line. Left right across the radio, wind in their face, 620 and counting in the third quarter. Ubley 42, MLS 7. Seminaries, Wakefield rolling to his right, looking to pass downfield, pump fakes once, now chucks this downfield, and this one is gonna be off the mark, out of bounds. Passes was intended for Mark Vogel, he wanted a flag. There was nothing even remotely close to a flag on that one. Good coverage there from Ubley. Incomplete third down and eight.
2: Great defense by the Bearcats. They were not fooled by play action. You see man-to-man coverage all the way around nothing there you can see the quarterback wide receiver communication he comes back to the ball the deep receiver there 44 Vogel comes back to the ball but just a little bit overthrown he tries to drag his toes and haul it in down the sideline just a little overthrown but it was thrown away to make sure it wasn't turned over but very little chance at a completion that'll be pass
1: defense comes up big there Carson Kohler in motion. It's going to be a handoff right the middle to Ryan Taven. There is a black jersey to stop him in his tracks. it be none other than Aiden Mikowiak, the senior linebacker. And he seems to be hurt on that one. And very well could be a cramp. And you, you rarely see those in week number 11. But it is 70 degrees in November. He's staying in the game. It looks like just either a stinger of sorts, but he's a hockey player fourth down <laughs> upcoming here for the mls cardinals and they'll have to punt this one away with facing a fourth and six deep in their own territory at the 23 yard line yeah he's really become the heartbeat
2: of that defense uh, he is just all over the field uh, he's really uh, taken over that linebacker position reads defenses reads the defense the offense well always seems to be in a good place and like you said clark you gotta love the passion you have to drag him off the field if you want
1: him off and we have an extracurricular going on over here on the near sideline as number 42, Will Eubank, Sr. Tangling up with a special team player for the Ali Bearcats, about- Aiden Aiden, Mikowiak. Aiden Mikowiak, about 40 <laughs> yards away from the play. And the officials will say he'll have to repent for his sins, and a flag is on the field. 42 to 7, and we have a personal foul on the seminary cardinals so this will push the ball instead from the mls 49 yard line additional 15 yards beyond that down to the 34 with favorable field position in a 35 point lead on top of that
2: just frustration there mls uh, really has had their way with everybody they've played against this year except for ithaca and uh, this one is is shaping up to be as as bad of a loss as that one was as ugly leads 42 to seven with 4.30 to go in the third quarter.
1: So, I'll be back on the field after a three-and-out punt again from MLS. This time at the MLS 34-yard line, right-to-left cross your radio, 4.26 and counting in the third quarter. i 42, MLS 7. We have Caden Ozentowski in the backfield now for the Ibley Bearcats. Evan Bruce still under center at the 34 of MLS. It's a handoff right to Mark Heilig, gone. and he is absolutely gone down to the 10-5. And Mark Heilig showing out that speed and he rumbles in from 34 yards out. And the Bearcats strike again. This time Mark Heilig with yet another score on a, a career night for Mark Heilig. 403 remains in the third quarter. Yeah, you see, we just got done
2: saying that Caden Ozontoski comes in and checks in on that spot that Mark Heilig is in. They slide Mark Heilig into the middle to take over as uh, they give Aiden Makoviak a breather on offense there, and uh, they hand it right to Heilig, and he breaks one tackle, and the rest is history. He's in for his fifth touchdown of the night.
1: Five touchdowns for Mark Heilig. It's now 49-7 it's for a Brett Mueller PAT with 4.03 reigning in the third quarter of the WLW Sports Network. I believe now laying it on thick is Mark Hallig with five touchdowns of the night. That time a 34-yard dash to the end zone, just one play on that drive, puts him in the end zone, and Ed Clumps on the sidelines.
4: Yeah, what? Well, Heilig having himself a day. Everyone is, uh, everyone's really up on the sidelines. They, uh, they, they, they know that they're going to be getting into the game. A lot of these underclassmen getting excited.
1: Might even get Kendallanthus on the on the play tonight. Our intern down on the sideline, being the producer for Ed Klump. And the ball fell off the tee as it is a windswept night here in Ubley, Michigan. 49-7. to 7. Ubley lead by 42.
2: It's jumping off the tee. It doesn't, want, <laughs> it, it doesn't want any part of Mueller kicking him in the back of that track anymore.
1: <laughs> as Brett Mueller really enjoying this strong south wind going right to left across your radio. And that one has the potential. And that one it hooked it left. It did not have the accuracy, but it would have been through the uprights otherwise, as that was about four yards deep behind the back end zone line. So, touchback for the ugly Bearcat special teams puts MLS at their own twenty-yard line.
2: Winning the position battle, ugly's dominating in every fashion. Right, no turnovers, big plays in the running game they haven't even attempted or will they they don't even need to attempt to pass against this defense they have no idea where the football is and if those defensive tackles don't call out the running back or slow him down at the line of scrimmage it's it's broken play big-time run every single time for the Bearcats, and uh, they've that's led them to a 49-7 to lead here late in the third quarter.
1: Vogel wide right, receiver wide left, and it's going to be quarterback keeper option out to the right side to Ryan Dave, and there's two black jerseys to bring him down for absolutely no gain as there's Aiden Makowiak leading the charge on the stop, as well as Ryan Larabin, Jr. getting in the action tonight. No game in play, second down and ten. I said, you just watch
2: that play. They, they fake triple option, right? Fake the handoff to the fullback there's nothing there. Wakefield keeps it for himself. He brings a linebacker in, draws him in, and then pitches it away into a double team. Uh, Lairman and Mikowiak are both there to hit the running back after he catches that pitch. Nowhere to go, no yards after contact, and no gain on the play for MLS.
1: And there's a penalty after the fact. No one saw it up here. And so now, Ubley on the 10-yard line, or excuse me, MLS on the 10-yard line. Could so have must, been a...
2: Must have been a holding call, right? Fold, to be 10 yeah. yards?
1: Or the flag flew out of the pocket. Because of the wind. Two wide each way. Wakefield in the po- in the pocket, throwing downfield. This one is a slant, and it hit the hands of Vogel. Falls incomplete, and it felt felt like it stayed in the air forever. No one was able to get their hands on it. Falls incomplete, second down, and 20 from the 10.
2: Luke Vollmering and coverage there and had good coverage. The slant was there. They, they had an opportunity to get seven or eight yards, but uh, he lets that thing sail a little too high, and even though the wind is in your face, it'll hold that ball up and look like it's in slow motion, and it was off target and bounced off a couple hands, and fortunate it didn't go in the defender's hands that time. It falls incomplete.
1: Second down, 20 from the 10-yard line, 238 left here in the third quarter. I believe 49, MLS 7. Five wide, empty set for Evan Wakefield, the senior quarterback, dual threat potential. Not tonight, though. Three wide to the right, two to the left, staying in the pocket, looking to throw. Has time, throws this way downfield. And this one's going to be underthrown, and it hits the turf. It was nearly intercepted by Ozentowski at the 35-yard line, as that ball hit the wind and really died down immediately and hit the turf before Kaden Asentowski could bring it in.
2: Yeah, it's tough for a quarterback, right? you got to throw that ball. He gets it up in the air, wants to loft it right down the field. He's, his receivers got a step, but it just gets hung up in the wind. And they both turn back for the football. But when they both turn back, that puts Ozentowski in a better position. And uh, it falls short of him. Otherwise, uh, could have been another opportunity at an interception. But it, it will fall harmlessly to the ground and incomplete. And that will bring up third down and very long for the Cardinals.
1: Beale City and Fowler now all tied up in the third quarter, 21-21. As Fowler starts the second half with a score to tie it up. In Beale City, of course, the winner of that one takes on the winner of MLS and Upley. We're not sure what one that, who that will be yet. As it's a third down and 20, it's a screen pass over to the left side to Luke Mason, and he gets out for two yards at best. And leading the way, Kaden Ozentowski as well as Cannon Peruski on the stop after just two yards. And it's now a fourth down, 18 to go for MLS with a minute 13 left in the third quarter.
5: I, I think
2: uh, the quarterback, Wakefield, he, he wanted a, a double move, right? He pump faked and wanted to see somebody go deep and just heave it down there and hope for a penalty or a big completion. Uh, the rest of his receivers lined up for a screen pass, so nobody went down the field. So it's an easy completion but uh, nobody really going anywhere and Ubley swarms to the football for a very little gain.
1: Tyler Trapp away in the punt. He stands on the goal line, away in the snap. And the punt is away and it is going to come to the near sideline here. Bounces in favor of the Bearcats and is going to be knocked down and recovered at this 39, yard, excuse me, the 38-yard yeah, line Brian Luke Mason for Seminary Special Teams. And the Ubley will start out on their plus side of the field Leading by 42 points as the first quarter, or excuse me, the third quarter comes to an end with a 42 point lead in favor of the ugly Bearcats, 49 7 over Saginaw MLS. You're listening to the W LW Sports Network. La-la-la-la-la. It's the one and only Eagle Double G. Probably 49, MLS 7. Now we throw it down to the sideline with Ed Klump.
4: Yeah, that last drive by Seminary, the, trying to pass, trying to do anything, they were going right into the teeth of the wind. Really didn't really didn't stand too much of a chance. They're, they're really, it's going just to the motions right now.
1: New quarterback in for the Ullby Bearcats, that's Luke Vollmering. Sophomore, and it's a handoff to number 5. For the Bearcats, that would be Colin Osentoski, sophomore for the Bearcats. Gain of three on the play, down to about the 35-yard line, second out and seven.
2: Yeah, Caden Osentoski, Caden Uh Ryan Lerman also in the backfield now. Luke Valmering takes over at quarterback for the rest of the quarter.
1: So, new backfield, Caden Osentoski, Ryan Lerman, and Jace Susala. In the backfield, Luke Vollmering, at quarterback for the Ugly Bearcats at the MLS 35-yard line. Second down and seven. Out of the tee, it's a handoff to Kaden Ozatowski running around the left side, and he's gang-tackled down to the 30-yard line for a five-yard gain. Short of the first-down marker, but it sets to a, a third-down and manageable. Tackle made by Mark Vogel out of the secondary for Seminar. Seminary, excuse me. And it's a third-down and two from the 30.
2: That nice run there by ozintoski j- kicking it to the outside finding a little running room and uh, running the typical ugly offense right three four yards of play make third down short and manageable and keep the offense on the field and keep this clock ticking away
1: i'll be putting on a seminar tonight against I would, seminary i would agree
2: with that i think that's what you've been hitting yes at here. i
1: think so subconsciously as getting there eventually 10 35 left in regulation here it's a 42 point lead for the ugly Bearcats third and two from the 30 and it's a handoff to number 54 Jase who has the first down and then some he's across the 20 and finally brought down to the 19 yard line by Ryan Dabe Other area scores we have Lakers and Montrose at the end of the third quarter Lakers leading Montrose 21 to 14 in Montrose You Lothar taking care of a poem was failure at the half 28 nothing at Lakers holding in there. No
2: scoring in that third quarter. Going to keep that seven-point lead as they start the fourth quarter with the football.
1: It looks like Lakers takes over on downs to start the fourth, leading by just a lone touchdown against Montrose, the Rams. 9.50 and counting here in the fourth quarter, probably by 42 points. Luke Vollmering at quarterback under center. There's the snap, handoff to number two, Kaden Oztoski tries to find a gap, and he gets out for maybe a yard before the front line pushes him back. Out to about the 18-yard line, leading the charge, Logan Brockhuizen, defensive end, six 2 210-pound sophomore for Seminary. Second out, nine to go.
2: Yeah, not much running room there for Kaden Oztoski. He runs right into the back of his offensive lineman, no holes to run through, and just goes down for maybe a yard on that play.
1: and counting, 49-7. Second down and 9 to go for Luke Vomering and the Bearcats. Second string quarterback, Luke Vomring, who's got actually plenty of playing time at quarterback this season with all the large differentials to start the second half. It's a handoff to number five Colin Osentowski for the Bearcats. Gets out for about five, maybe six yards. Tackle made by Noah Reif, middle linebacker. for the Seminary Cardinals. Short of the first down, but sets up a third down. Four to go for the Ubley Bearcats.
2: As you see, Caden Ozentowski is in the backfield in the right side, uh, taking leg spot. You see Jason Salah in the middle, uh, taking that fullback spot. And then Colin Ozentowski on the left side, taking over for Seth Maurer in the batting order in the backfield.
1: Third down and four for Luke Vomering and the Bearcats. That backfield starting to sound like a polka band. And a handoff to number 54, Jace Susalo, gets out to about the 10, maybe 11 yard line, short of the first down, line to gain. Oh, Tackle made by Noah Reif. They're going to mark him down to the 12 yard line. So short of the line to gain by maybe two and a half yards. Fourth down. And two to go for the LB Bearcants, their first turmoil of the night here. Fourth and <laughs> a few yards to go deep in the red zone of MLS.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love it because this is uh, essentially what their JV team would look like. And they're having no trouble moving the ball. You're not seeing the huge gains and the busting of, of big runs. But uh, methodically moving the football down the field. They've already melted four or five minutes off the clock. And uh, fourth down and short, airs manageable. This is, uh, might be Volmering time around the outside.
1: Seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Luke Vomering in a fourth and two. Quarterback keeper around the right side, and he's going brought down in the backfield at the 15-yard line tackle made by Will Eubank, the outside linebacker senior for the Cardinals. Turnover on downs gives the ball back to Ubley with seven minutes remaining in regulation. So seven minutes, MLS will have the ball here to start the fourth quarter. Trailing by 42 points, 655 in county now.
2: Yeah, nice little drive there for uh the second string there. They did a really nice job slowly moving the football down the field. Uh, fourth down and a long two. They they dialed the quarterback Volmering's number, but seemed like seminary kind of was guessing on that. They as they blew that play up in the backfield for a loss, and their offense will come on the field one more
0: time.
1: Probably held the ball for seven minutes and thirty-eight seconds on that drive. And MLS now with a running clock situation, 49-7, to 7, trailing the yeah, LB Bearcats. It's a handoff to Carson Kohler up the yeah. gut. Out for five hard-fought yards, tackle made by number There's 88. We'll wait for Rick Laza on this one. Austin Gettner. Austin Getner, number 65 on our roster, but he's barely 88 tonight. Gained a few numbers. There's always one on every roster, I tell you.
2: Yep, yep. And we always find a we way to hit find it too.
1: It. We always find it. Should play the Powerball. Five fifty left in the fourth quarter. Ugly forty nine. Have seven. Just one opponent has scored more than once on Ugly this year. Now is Marlette late in the game. Quarterback keeper for Evan Wakefield around the right side, and it's a foot race, and he's going to be tracked down from behind by Colin Ozentoski, but not until he's in Ugly territory. At the 44 yard line a 36 yard scamper for evan wakefield puts seminary into ugly territory with five and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter yeah n-
2: nice run there by the quarterback wakefield but a better tackle i think by sophomore colin osentoski out in space uh, that is a, a top tier athlete in division eight is evan wakefield out in space and you're one-on-one on an island with him you're able to haul him down that's a it's a pretty nice tackle uh, for him in the secondary Touchdown-saving tackle,
1: yeah, no kidding. Way. Receiver wide each way. Wakefield with the right back on either hip in the shotgun. And to be rolling to his left for the keeper. Coming around the left side of that line, he has room to run. He's across the 35 and finally brought down to the 31-yard line for a 13-yard gain. The tackle made by number five, Colin Osentoski, the sophomore defensive back. Moved the chains for Seminary. Four and a half to play in the fourth quarter.
2: And what you got? What you got to like about uh, a lot of these young kids playing for ublies they're auditioning themselves right if somebody goes down it's their job and next year this could be their job playing full-time next year so they they play every play that matters no matter who's in the game what the score is or how much time's on the clock
1: first and 10 from the 31 yard line Ubley by 42 points. Receiver wide each way. Wakefield working off the left hash. Half off to Ryan Dabe. He has room to run. Cuts up field. Hanging one man to beat. And MLS scores. Ryan Dabe on a 31-yard scamper. Makes two men miss. And the Cardinals find the end zone for the second time tonight. With 4.05 remaining in regulation. It is now Ubley 49. Michigan Lutheran Seminary 13 with a PAT on the way. A nice run there by Dabe. Once he gets through the line of scrimmage he makes one cut
2: and then it's a foot race to the pylon on the left side and just not enough room to track him down as he makes one guy miss and that's all it takes and mls gets their second touchdown
1: of the evening mls scores on just four plays two minutes and 55 seconds off the clock capped off with a ryan dabe 31 yard run the pat unit is out there logan forrecy the kicker Bad snap, but the kick is up, and it is through the uprights somehow. It is now 49-14. to Ubleed Bat- by 35 points with 405 remaining in regulation on the WLW Sports Network. It's now 49-14, 405 remaining in the fourth quarter. Ed, clumps on the sidelines.
4: Yeah, it looks like MLS is. Uh, uh, the coaches are also out of the box and they're down here now. Uh, it's it's all it's all academic at this point.
1: Ed, but are you staying in your broadcasters box out there?
4: Uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm going around. I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to flag down. Uh, Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Heilig uh, to get a quote from them, but I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Okay, well, best of luck to you there as Mark Heilig brings in the kick and he breaks free of three tackles. He's across the 35 now and across the 40 and it takes two white jerseys to bring him down across the 45 and close to midfield. They're going to say he went down right at midfield that's the official uses as nice run, and it it's the first and ten for the Elbow Bearcats at midfield with three forty two and counting in the fourth quarter.
2: They just don't go down easy, right? Doesn't again. Doesn't matter what time of the game it is. He he broke through multiple defenders, dragged a few more as his way out of bounds at midfield, and uh, this young offense led by Luke Valmering will come back on the field for their second shot here to try and score a touchdown.
1: Fifty yard field to work with. Leading 49-14, a 35-point lead, so it's still a running clock scenario here for the Bearcats. First and ten, Luke Vomering, second string quarterback, sophomore, under center. Three men backfield in the tee, waiting for the play clock to get under five. And it's a handoff right up the gut to number 18, Cameron Smith, the sophomore, gets out for five, maybe even six yards. On to the 44 of MLS. Cameron's tackle made by Cameron. Evan Wakefield, outside linebacker senior for Seminary. Second down, four upcoming for the LB Bearcats. Under three minutes.
2: Cameron Smith uh, will take over in the middle of the field there. And at the fullback position, the middle back in the wing tee. And straight ahead, fullback dive. He gets eight. on I uh, gets six Excuse me on first down.
1: Jenna Stambaugh. Jenna Stambaugh in the backfield now for the LB Bearcats. Number four at the 44 of MLS. Two and a half to play here in the fourth. Luke Vomering, play clock under 10. Still making a staring contest with the back judge. There's the f- handoff. It is a handoff quickly to number 18 Cameron Smith, the sophomore again. And this one goes very nowhere very quickly at the 44-yard line as there was Logan Bronkenheisen to bring him down for no gain. Third down and four still from the 44 of Seminary. Two minutes and counting.
2: Same exact play, fullback dive right up the middle. That time the Cardinals closed the gap quickly and no running room there for Cameron Smith.
1: Wyatt Shoemaker, freshman for the Bearcats, now checks into the ball game. Five foot six, hundred pounds freshman, as we're now on to about the third and a half string here for the LB Bearcats. Third down and four from the Seminary 44, minute 40 and counting. Luke Vomring. Hands it off to number seven, Wyatt Shoemaker, and he gets to the line of scrimmage, and he's stood up immediately. Actually going to say a loss of a yard in the play out to the 45-yard line as there's Logan Brockhuizen on the stop again. The sophomore defensive end, six foot 2 210-pound sophomore. Fourth and five for the LB Bearcats, minute 15 and counting. Leading by 35 points, 49-14. to 14. Yeah, Mr. Klump said it best, all academic at this
2: point, but you got to love these young guys getting in the game. These All these young players for Ubley, they work hard every day, and they love this opportunity to get out there and showcase what they have because, again, in the future, in the very near future, uh, they will be playing full-time roles, and this is a great way to show off to your coach what you can do.
1: On a fourth and five, they hand it off to Cameron Smith. He gets out for two, maybe three yards before Noah Reifers brings him down, middle linebacker, and that will be not enough for the first down. it will be turnover on downs. With 40 seconds left in the fourth quarter here, and uh, MLS will have time to run one more play before this one is over.
2: Gotta be impressed, though, by the Bearcats. 458 total yards all on the ground. They never attempted a pass, and it looks like uh, MLS is gonna let this clock run out, and that is gonna be your final.
1: And your ugly Bearcats are the district champions. As they take out Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary, Obli forty-nine, Seminary fourteen. Your final score from Obli, Michigan. You're listening to the W L W Sports Network. When we return, we'll have your post-game wrap-up as well as some words from head coach Eric Sweeney of the Obli Bearcats. Head coach. You're listening to the W L W Sports Network. After the second week of the postseason, the Bearcats win by thirty-five points, forty-nine to fourteen. Listening to the W. Adla Sports Network and the Obli Bearcats victorious to improve to a perfect 11 0 on the season now as they take out the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals with ease, 49 14. Your final score winning by 35 points as you're listening to your home for the entire postseason run with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Benke, Ed Klump, and Kendall Anthus as we're hearing uh, every single individual player gain a medal here for the district championship from the Emily Bearcats. And now we'll listen in as the trophy is presented from Brandon Sorensen, Athletic Director.
3: Championship trophy, head coach Eric Sweeney.
0: Congratulations to the Emily Bearcats, Division 8 District Champions.
1: And for those keeping track of your score at home, Fowler is now leading Beale City 28 to 21, sometime in the fourth quarter. We do not know what how much time remains, but Fowler just scored for the first, their uh, first score in the fourth quarter there. It was 21-21 at the end of the third. Four, the 21-14 Fowler 4-9. at the you end of the, the second. So, Fowler tacking on Next two weekend, unanswered Bear touchdowns. Of course, the winner of Beale City in Fowler will take on the winner of, Fowler, the the winner corner, Fowler, of and Ubley, and Ubley and here. If Fowler wins, the game is in Ubley. If Beale City wins, we pack up and we head to Beale City. So, we might have a little bit of an extended post game show here, as if we could get Dave Hansen back in here. As the Ubley Bearcats posing with their first piece of postseason hardware. The district championship, of course, have made the state semifinals or greater in the last three years. And as soon as we get Dave Hansen back in here, talking to all the oddly faithful here, very joyous celebration and mood here thus far. And Dave Hansen, how much tell us how we got to this final score of 49-14? to 14.
2: You got it. It started... Quick and beginning of this game, Seth Mauer, 35-yard touchdown run. Mueller PAT is good. Shortly after that, Heilig would score on a 43-yard touchdown run. The extra point is good. That drive consisted of two plays and 91 yards, capped off by that 43-yard touchdown run. Still in the first quarter, Heilig would score for the second time on a 14-yard run this time. PAT by Mueller good, and at the end of the first quarter, Ubley 21, Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals zero. In the second quarter though, MLS would get on the board, a fourth down and five, Wakefield would run it in. The PAT was good, 21-7, but all Bearcats after that, a Seth Maurer one yard run and a Mark Heilig nine yard run PAT's good by Mueller would lead us to a halftime score, 35-7. to In the third quarter, Heilig would do it again, 38-yard touchdown run. PAT good, extending the LB lead, 42-7. to Still in the third quarter, Mark Heilig would score for the fifth time, a 34-yard run. PAT good. And at the end of the third quarter, Ubley dominating 49-7. to In the fourth quarter, just one score. Dave is able to run it in for MLS on a 31-yard run. The PAT is good, and that would be your final. Ubley 49, MLS
1: 14. Dave, Hance, I'm not going to take your your vote on this one, but Mark Heiliger, your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game tonight, 13 carries, 193 yards, and five touchdowns. Carrying the ball just 33% of the time for the Bearcats but accounting for a whole boatload of, of yards. I'll be with 458 total yards on of offense on 40 carries. Did not even attempt to pass tonight from Evan Peruski. 40 carries for 458 yards. The Bearcats averaging 11.5 yards per carry on the night, including their longest run, a 48-yard run from Seth Maurer. Seth Maurer had seven carries for 108 yards and two scores. Aiden McCoviak five carries for 96 yards. Evan Peruski, four carries for 29 yards. Jesus Salah two carries for 13 yards and Cameron Smith three carries for 9 yards.
2: Uh, it's just unbelievable. Like I said just hey, Macovia gets one more carry Probably has three backs over 100 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground. I think the most interesting stat of the evening, just kind of off-the-wall stat, is nine touchdowns scored in this game. All nine extra points were good, Clark. I don't know if we've ever seen that before in a game. We've seen a lot of games without kickers, and both of these kickers make all of their extra points. Kind of a unique stat, but absolutely mark heilig uh your your thompson chevrolet player of the game it could have gone to anybody the offensive line it could have gone to uh, makoviak leading the way with 10 tackles at 96 yards on just five carries seth mauer only took seven carries to get 100 yards and two touchdowns just dominating win for the bearcats
1: it looks like we have ed Klump standing by with the head coach of the obby bearcats victorious for their 11th victory of the season ed Klump with head coach Eric Sweetie
4: coach district champs uh, again fantastic game uh, what are your thoughts on how the game plan was
6: today i couldn't be happier you know it that's not what i expected Hello. You know, I, I thought we'd move the ball but i didn't think it'd be quite that you know easy i thought our kids blocked really well um, but you know it with this week you know i missed a day of practice this week you know yesterday for my mom's funeral and you know the, the other coaches you know we got all these young guys with Matt Mike, Tyler DePesky, Austin Drake, Anthony Sweeney—you know—all them guys have just stepped up so much for us. You know, they helped Jim Coach Becker with his defensive game plan this week, and it's just been a great team as a coaching staff getting these kids ready to play. Yeah, just congratulations on just a, a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic
4: game. Uh, talk about how excited the the underclassmen were to get into this
6: game. They, you could tell out on the
4: field. Some of them are pretty
6: excited out there. Well, not only they were excited, the varsity guys were excited. You know, them JV kids work all week making, you know, our varsity guys better. And, you know, our varsity guys were there, you know, there's four districts for us. So, you know, it, to me, that's pretty special. And, you know, these kids are all worked together. You know, JV, varsity, it don't matter. They're, they're all varsity players right now. It seems
4: like someone is someone different for the team always steps up. Big. Uh, you guys have a lot of different weapons tonight. It was Heilic, uh, 193 yards, five
6: touchdowns, on 13 carries. Uh, heck of a game by him. Well, he had some huge holes he ran through, and he made a couple nice cuts once he got in the open. But man, he ran through some huge holes tonight. I, I just can't say enough about how our kids blocked tonight. Fantastic. Congratulations, Coach, and and good luck. Good luck next week. Sounds good.
1: And thank you, Ed Klum, for that. As Ed will try and track down either Mark Heilig or Jim Becker. Looks like he has, if if my eyes are serving me correctly. So, Ed Klum, take things away once again.
4: Yep, I'm here with Coach Coach Jim Becker. Uh, the defense, wow, it it seemed like you had their playbook all night. Fantastic job, and congratulations on on a on a, on a great game. Talk a little bit about how the kids played today.
7: Oh man, his lights out. I thought uh, we prepared obviously. Uh, Really well. Um, our assistant coaches really put in the extra time too, as well. And and um, yeah, we just at first we knew we were going to have a hard time adjusting to their speed. And uh, I think second quarter on, you'll there was more guys to the ball, um, solo tackles. There was three, four guys getting there. We coughed up a couple, uh, forced a couple fumbles. And uh, couldn't be any more prouder. I mean, and then the offense taking care of business. And, yeah, that's a good football team. And they, you know, able to put up a lot of points. And, and um, I thought the coverage was good. Um, you know, and our goal was going into it is we can't give up the home runs, you know, um, force them to go five yards a carry. And I don't think they're accustomed to, do, to that. They want the 50, 60-yard run. And they broke a few a little bit. But um, the kids just, man, we started hitting. A lot better tackling than uh, last week. So the game plan was to be physical
4: and incredibly disciplined. They weren't falling for the fakes. Uh, You know, staying in there, they they kept that quarterback contained. A little bit different on their end. They were they they were going for the fakes and whatnot. (laughs) Incredibly incredible disciplined by the boys. uh,
7: Yeah, and you know that's kind of you know that's our whole thing. You know, blocking and tackling. Be disciplined. Read your keys. And um, and that's what you know. That's what we preach. That's what we do. And it worked out real well for us tonight, and um, I, I'm really excited. I, I didn't think we would hold those to 14 points or less. I, I really didn't. I...
4: Oh, great job, Coach. Congratulations again, and good luck next week.
7: Thank you very much. We'll see you.
1: Thank you, Ed, for me catching up with Jim Becker there. So we've heard from Eric Sweeney and Jim Becker. We'll see if he can really pump in his overtime hours here and track down uh, someone in that mass of ugly faithful down there. Trying to find perhaps Mark Heiliger, frankly, any anyone in a black jersey down there. As we have an update on the Beale City Fowler game, Beale City marches down the field and scores. The PAT still is upcoming. So right now it's Fowler twenty-one, Beale City twenty, and it almost looks like Beale City very well may be going for two points here, as Fowler just called a timeout before the ch- point after. And Ed Klump, take things away with whoever you have down there. Well, I
4: am, I am with Mr. Heilig uh, today right here. 193 yards, five touchdowns on 13 carries. Cong- congratulations, congratulations today. How does it, how does, how does it feel to be doing just- this? It's great. It's a, one of the greatest feelings, especially to do it four times in a row. It's awesome. Fantastic. And like I talking to coach, someone someone new really steps up and there's always uh, many weapons and whatnot. Tonight was your turn. How, how did it feel? Just be running open and through those holes that that right. line was opening for you. It. It's awesome when the line can create them holes for me, and it's just I tunnel through, and they do all the work for me, and I just kind of polish it off. Fantastic. anybody anybody at home listening on the radio, you want to say hi to? Ah, uh, that's always a tough one. They're all yeah, here, right? I, the whole I, town I, is here. A lot of them. Are here. <laughs> well, hey, congratulations and good luck. Nu- good luck next week. All right, thank you. Yep.
1: Thank you, Ed. As we have an update, as Beale City went for two to try to win the game, and the P- the two-point conversion was stopped short of the goal line. So now Beal City trails by Fowler by one point. So Fowler 21, Beal City 20, as it's now a one-point lead for the Fowler Eagles. Am I correct? No, excuse me, 28 to 27. So that's one touchdown off there. I'll take it. That, that's well, fine. It's a one-point one game, right? Fowler's still in the lead. That's all that matters, frankly. As as I, If you missed before, as Beal City will be trying an onside kick here, as if Fowler wins, Ubley hosts a home game. If Beale City wins, we travel to Beale City. As the onside kick comes down the field, it goes 10 yards. No word if they, as we're actually watching the game here on NFHS, and it looks like Fowler has recovered the ball after just a 12-yard onside kick there at the I do Lance, the, the 49 of Fowler. So, Ed Clump. So it's 28-27, Fowler leading Beale City. Fowler is back on offense. We have no clue how much time is left in this ballgame as the score was on the bottom of the ticker for about the first three minutes of the game, and they took it off just to make things a little more interesting and more dicey here.
2: Yeah, do you see how many more people are paying attention now?
1: (laughs) Marketing at its best. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, Ed Klump, what were your thoughts on the field there? You saw it from just a few yards away. You and Ken were down on the field. What was the take down on the field? there? I mean, it was a complete domination for the Upli Bearcats start to finish. I mean, 458 yards on 40 plays, averaging a first down every single time they carried the ball. Just another continual domination from a, a, a thumb team taking on a less physical team of seminary.
4: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's actually starting to just kind of be the storyline is when other teams come to the thumb, they're just not ready for this brand of football. It was the 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 offense and defensive line controlling that line of scrimmage and they really were they uh Kendall even said the their offensive line looked like a sif uh the defense was just going right right through it reading the plays uh and they'd had they just didn't have an answer for the. the quite frankly
1: yeah more importantly though ed clump did you teach any pointers there for your producer down there tonight kendall anthis
4: uh absolutely absolutely nothing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, he's it he did great. He did great today. Spotted for me. Uh half the stuff I was saying he was telling me to say. wow, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I probably sounded a little bit better today.
3: So then so he's usual. The, he's
1: the blame for saying Brackenridge then, huh? Yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> well it felt like the Breckenridge game. I will say that. And you've you've had two games in Ubley as a sideline reporter, both with this very similar results, a running clock and a domination from the home team in Ubley on the banks of the Cass River.
4: Yeah, and, and, and another thing too, I would I would like to say it was on the sideline you could tell there it was a it was a different kind of different kind of emotion because uh, Coach Sweeney's mother did pass away this this uh, this week. And, uh, and you could kind of tell that it was uh, a winner for coach.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Absolutely. You love to see that, especially how many kids came out to the Fuhrer home. You know, just the number I was talking with, Coach Sweeney, before the game, just the outpouring of love from the players, the outpouring from the community, and, of course, the family uh, far and wide of Bearcat Nation here as they secure yet another district championship, move on to the regional championship to take on either Fowler and Beale City follower up by one point right now 28 27 and it looks like it's a timeout war here right at midfield
2: yeah ugly wins as a team as a family as a community i mean mark heilig uh, as soft-spoken as you're gonna get but uh the offensive line does all the work i i just finish things off and polish it off i mean that's the attitude right is somebody else always gets the credit and so many teams don't live like that it's it's me i and what stats i did doesn't matter win or lose and this way it doesn't matter if they have 12 yards of offense or 512 if they have one point more than the other team it was a successful night for the Ubly bearcats and they showcase that again tonight in dominant fashion
1: final score I believe, 49 michigan lutheran seminary 14 a 35 point victory for the bearcats and uh, I didn't even look. Who had 35 points or the closest thing to it in the media round table? Dave Hansen took 36 points. i believe 49. Uh, I almost said Breckenridge myself. Uh, Michigan Lutheran San 13. So, Dave Hansen, you almost had it on the nose there as well. Oh, I was wondering one point, off, that. one point off, 49 to 14. You said 49 to 13. And, Dave Hansen, you certainly earned your keep tonight, I suppose, with that. And it's also your sixth victory of the season. And pushes you 3 three games ahead of Dan Banky so we'd have to get all the way to state championship before Dan Banky would have to run the table and tie you so Congratulations! You Thank- are at least a, a share of the media roundtable championship for 2022.
2: Yeah, t- defending my title this year. So yes, it was it was a great game. And you know what? When you get six guys around the table, and uh, we all had a pretty good feeling, the lb Bearcats would take care of business tonight. It's all about picking that right number, that right score. And uh, the lb Bearcats, man, they got off such a fast start. I didn't like my number too great, but uh, they, they slowed down in the second half. And either way. Uh, outstanding victory for i believe, they come out of this game with a big victory uh, everybody got on the field no injuries this team is ready to rock and already watching the tape looking forward to who wins next week as uh
5: we
1: know fowler and beale city are coming right down to the wire and if you couldn't tell folks we're stalling here as fowler is leading beale city by one point 28 to 27 right at midfield fowler has the ball again beale city one for two to win for the game looks like what do we hear three third down here as they're throwing downfield they get the first down And that very well may salt this thing away. We still, of course, have no clue how much time is left. And the hands are on the hips on the Beale City side. We're, we're of course, calling our second game tonight as we're watching this one on NFHS as there is a whole slew of folks here in the booth at midfield and probably at Herb Field all around rick glass's laptop watching this game right and
2: we're torn right because uh, it's it's kind of the best of both i would worlds. love to beat beale city I will say that we, everybody here has got a side of them that would love to drive right down to beale city next week and just take Let's take them right down but uh on the other side if fowler wins we get to stay right here in the hometown of bubbly right here on the on the Cass river and it looks like fowler is going to take a knee here and i think it's uh Coming down to the end,
1: so Fowler converts on a third down. They throw it downfield. They get it by about a yard down to the 40-yard line, and looks like they just took a knee. And this one is all but academic at that point. And so we we will confirm this because we frankly we can. We, it might be the second quarter. We don't know yet still, <laughs> but you know that would be something. But regardless, <laughs> as it looks right now, the Albany Bearcats will host Fowler for the regional championship if our eyes are correct here. As Fowler is at the Beale City forty five yard line in the Jenny Fleck offense so far. I think Beale City has used up all three timeouts for him already. Yeah, we're not
2: sure how many they had, but they they're definitely using them now, so we'll see. We'll see what's left.
1: So I'll believe 49, Michigan Lutheran seminary 14, other area scores. Powamo Westphalia loses to New Lothrop. New Lothrop 28. Powamo Westphalia seven. Last we heard the Lakers was doubling up Montrose twenty eight to fourteen. So it'd be New Lothrop hosting the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers, as looks like the Lakers are on en route to a district championship over Montrose in Montrose. That's a big victory for the Elks and Pidgeon-Mayport Lakers.
2: Absolutely, and it's a team that's not fully healthy, missing a couple of very important pieces, starting with Connor McCain, at quarterback. And, uh, yeah, that's a huge win for them. Congratulations. Uh, They do not have a fun opponent next week in New Lothrop. They are a very, very good football team. They'll have their hands full, but uh, a nice district championship for them as well.
1: And Brown City still playing over Deckerville, but it's Brown City 52, Deckerville 6 in 8-player Division 1. So the Brown City Green Devils rolling through their opponent of Deckerville as Deckerville took out Kingston last week. Now Brown City will more than likely go on to play Martin or Lenaway Christian. We have not heard what that game, that l- game looks like it's tomorrow at 1 p.m. perhaps even. But Martin lost to uh, Brown, or Martin defeated Brown City handedly this season already. That was Brown City's only loss. And it looks like that is final. So Fowler, 28 Beale City 27 final score. So the Fowler Eagles will be coming to the Ubley Bearcats for the regional championship next week. No word yet whether that game will be on Friday night or Saturday day. Since it is beyond the 75-mile outreach, the away team, if, if neither team can decide or agree on a specific and mutual agreement time, then it automatically goes to Saturday at 1 p.m. So the game could be Saturday or Friday night. Most teams like to play, especially in Division 8, like to play at night because of the T formation, because of those fakes that they try to pull out. I know Ubley would certainly like to play at home at night. I certainly would call a game Friday night as well. But Dave Hansen is all up to Fowler now.
2: It is. It's up to Fowler, and it'll be very interesting to see what they decide. And a part of me says, you know, you want to stay in rhythm and play on a Friday night and keep that routine. But at the same time would it be more advantageous to play ugly the daylight i mean so it's uh, i don't know if it matters uh if ugly plays the kind of game they played tonight there's not too many teams around that can hang with them so uh we'll uh we'll let you know the exact date and time but one thing i do know is next weekend we will be right here back in the lb bearcats hometown for the uh regional championship the third round
1: that's right so check out our facebook and twitter feeds as well as wlwsports.com for whenever we will confirm this game time and we will be covering that game the ugly bearcats hosting the fowler eagles for the regional championship in division eight Next Friday or Saturday, we're not quite sure when that will be. And Dave Hanson, final thoughts from week number two of the postseason. The Albany Bearcats securing another district championship.
2: Yeah, and in, in dominating fashion, they were outstanding tonight on every uh, every aspect of the game: the offense, defense, special teams. Uh, Brett Mueller kicking off. I mean, just everything went the way the Albany Bearcats wanted it to go. The coaches said before the game and after game exactly what they wanted to do. They executed it to a T. And uh, no pun intended. MLS had no answer for that running game. Uh, As soon as Ubley got through the line of scrimmage, the secondary was looking at anybody else but who had the football. They execute their fakes. They're fundamentally sound, and they just dominated. 458 yards on the ground on just 40 carries, 11 yards per carry. Did not need to, or did they even attempt to pass? No reason to. All on the ground, dominating fashion, and the Cardinals just simply had no answer. Nice season for them, but... uh, this is Ubley's year, and they showed it, that they're they're out for business tonight.
1: And the march continues for the Ubley Bearcats. Dave Hanson, great job tonight as usual. We'll see you next week. Tonight's presentation was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anger Valley Services, Dia Services of Cast City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox, Rainy's Hunting Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank, Huron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, Bayport State Bank, D&M Cabinet Shop, Ubley Motor Service, Smigelski Fierner Home, Valley Collision, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Nutrient Egg Solutions, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, ensure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here tonight, from the friendly confines of Uppley, Michigan, on the banks of the Cass River, Dave Hanson, in-game analysis, Doug Cole, our director of sports information, our spotter, best in the business, Dan Benke, our intern and producer on the sidelines, that would be Kendall Anthes, our sideline reporter, Ed Klump. And my name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game as the Ubley Bearcats defeat Michigan's Lutheran Seminary 49-14. And now we'll host the Fowler Eagles in Ubley next week. Stay tuned for the kickoff time. We'll keep you posted. We'll be right here on Sports Radio 1021. Good night, folks.
0: This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWSports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.